Inside Florida Racing. 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 And welcome everyone to another Monday night of Inside Florida Racing. I am your hostess with the mostest, CC Brooks. Um, my normal sidekick, a Bonehead, is believe it or not, he's on his honeymoon. Oh, that's so sweet. I believe right now he's up on his honeymoon in Disney World. Believe it or not. Me, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting ready to puke too. <laughs> Um, and from uh, from Disney World, they go to New York City. So did you eat a lot of time. sugar before you got here tonight? Actually, my problem is I haven't eaten at all today. Well, no, oh. wait, that's not true. Um, Duran from out the Charlotte County Motorsports Park came to the radio station today and brought me some ribs. How nice! And they were delicious. So thank you very much to Duran and Jackie. That was a wonderful lunch. I don't know, maybe it's the the orange soda, but it's just me. We don't have a bonehead here tonight, but we have a bone man. Bone man, and I like bone man simply for the fact that he says really nice things about me on the message boards, and he puts Rob Bonehead in his place. Good evening, Rex, (laughs) and welcome to Inside Florida Racing. (laughs) Good evening, Miss Cece. Good morning. Good evening, Jane. Carol, Carol? It didn't take oh. long. <laughs> Thanks. How soon he forgets. <laughs> and of course, Carol is here and uh, over there fiddling with all the electronic stuff is Jack, and he doesn't look like a happy camper Bone brain. Right there. Bone brain. <laughs> Boy, we have a lot of people on this show lined up tonight. We got this good a, people lined this is up. It's a jam packed show, and um, now. Now, Rex, I know now some of these pe- our guests this evening um, are friends of yours. You want to go ahead and mention who those are? Yeah, a couple of them are. We've got uh, Chris Smith. He's a racer at Orlando Speed World. Uh, Chris is an old sh- short tracker who uh, drifted off into SCCA racing for a while. Now he's back uh, back on the ovals, and Chris just won his first feature in the Open Wheel Modifieds. It happened uh, April 4th, and uh, Chris will be with us tonight. We've also got Rusty Marcus. He's the general manager of Orlando Speed World. And, oh, uh, boy. It's going to be a fun night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rusty, uh, get him started. It's easy to make him talk. The trick is getting him to stop, but uh, he's always got interesting things to say. And uh, we also got, uh, we've also got Doug Hebron on tonight. Hey, Doug. Okay. That's you just sound like a window broke. Who broke that? Uh, uh, Jack, stop breaking Jack. things over there. I think that came out of the ninth floor of the Karnak Tower. I saw some of the I saw some furniture falling down. Ooh. Anyhow, Doug Hebron's on, and uh, Doug is about to call it a career. He's heading up to the Little 500 next month in Anderson, Indiana, where it's going to be his final race. And also, uh, retiring with Doug is uh, his car owner, uh, Don Heckman, a guy who spent uh, about 45 years in the sport. And uh, Don Do and you Doug really think they're going to retire? Well, really, really, really? Carol, Carol, actually what happened was we had their pre-retirement uh, <laughs> thing on our show about... Uh, Two years ago. No, it was about six months ago, oh. five months ago. I don't know if you remember, Cece. We had Doug Haveron. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. And Don Heckman, yeah. That's actually my first question. Is this going to be a real retirement, or are you going to keep your options open? Is this, are they going to be like the who? They retire, they do their last tour, and they take <clears throat> off for a few years, and they go back on the road again? Yeah, what like are, Garth Brooks. Just like Garth, yeah. What else does Heckman know? Oh. If there aren't cars spinning around in a circle, I think you'd go crazy. But, uh, we got some spinning around going on at Putnam these days, huh, Rick? Yes. Yeah, there's a new group uh, preparing to reopen Putnam County Speedway, and that's terrific news. I wish them all the best. It's going to be a long, hard slog. They're uh, going to do it with a group of owners and drivers working together. Most tracks are owned by a 
by a benevolent dictator who owns the track and runs the show. And in this drivers case, are taking over. Yeah, owners and drivers, everybody. Oh boy, Did you say go. the inmates have taken over the asylum, Rex? Is here we that what go. you're talking about? <laughs> Holy cow. Well, we might have to go check that out. Mm, okay. It's going to get interesting. And, Carol, who else do we have on the show this evening? You would love to meet this guy. Yeah? Dude Teat from TBARA. <laughs> this is a family show, Carol. Yeah, so <laughs> do all family people have to be ugly? He's not. And we have Patrick Conrad, who is mm-hmm. a super late model racer, great kid, doing good. So we're gonna we wanted to, to talk to Wayne Anderson. Apparently, we can't seem to get a hold of him. Is that he's, what's he's hiding out? I he had all a, his numbers. It, to, to say the least, he had an inauspicious beginning to his dirt racing career at Ocala. Ah, uh, that's what I hear. I hear something uh, something failed in the rear suspension. Yeah, he backed it into the wall. Whatever really? happened, he backed it into the wall and uh, twisted it up a little bit, according to uh, several uh, people that we talked something to. Something happened to that car because Wayne doesn't The wild just child do said that. Uh, it didn't look pretty. Hmm. So exactly why did you want to talk to him when he had such a beginning? Is that like the old saying, you know, if you can't kick a man when he's down, when are you going to kick him? Is that it, Jack? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think the, I think that's it. We had a number of, what do you think of this? We have a new racing series that we're proposing. And, uh, okay. Cece, we'd like to have your input on it. It's called the PMS series, as a matter of fact. Oh. And, and, and that name Wait, was. Wait, Carol, uh, I'm looking for that, something to throw. That <laughs> name was actually originated. <laughs> yeah, you want to use my fist? That name was actually originated by, uh, <laughs> by the Bone Man himself. And I actually heard it someplace, I think. Uh, the PMS somebody told series, me once. Huh? Well, I've been talking about for a long time that I think it would be really cool to have a, a late model series that was all women racers. I'll drink to that. Okay, I think it would be just a spectacular marketing thing. I mean, you could market the hell out of this. But you know? why do you have to call it PMS? Why can't exactly. you call no, it? No, that's what he said. Why can't you call okay. it H-O-T What's the or name something? Why, why are you walking up in here with us two ladies and talking about PMS? <laughs> Are we talking about the same thing? You've <laughs> got to get your mind out of the gutter. I'm talking about the Professional Motor Series, a series for women drivers. Hmm. There Late you go. models? Yeah. Yeah, anything. He's quick. Yes, he is. We'll give him that. He's quick. He's quick. We'd like to say hi to my buddy uh, Bonehead on his, on his honeymoon. Can you believe he said that he's going to be listening in to the show on his honeymoon? He's not I'd like to be a fly on his wall. She's not <laughs> listening. I know. That no, ain't no, even no, going to no, happen. No. But now, I have to admit, I am suffering from racing withdrawals because I didn't go to the races this weekend. I know you didn't, and your Randy did good. Yeah, but Randy's in trouble. Whoops. Randy's in his trouble. His pistons were wrong, right? Something, I, I was told there was something was um, found in tech, and he had to, till today... To prove with um, bringing paperwork saying that that was a stock part, but uh, he's up in Virginia, so that's not going to happen unless he made arrangements for some representative to go down there and do it on his behalf. Yeah, but no matter what tech found, it was in the car when he bought it. Exactly, it was in the truck. That's how that's how yeah. racers think. It was in the car, and he had no idea that it was there. Hey, uh, Bonehead, if if you're really listening in, you have to call in, or we don't believe you. So call in. Yeah, Colin, share us, share us, yeah, mm-hmm. share with us a story of the wedding and the honeymoon. Um, let's see here. No, but I, I missed. I was busy doing work for Kicks Country ninety two point nine, hosting country idol competitions and uh, getting up on stage myself, doing a little bit of singing and having a good time. And it, uh, it's all for our big country fest, which is this Sunday. 
at the Charlotte County Fairgrounds with uh, Little oh. Texas and then our Country Idol winner and about three local country bands will be playing. It's a all-day thing for me, but I'm still going to manage to go to the races this Saturday. And we got limited weights, I think. There, I think there's there's the limited lates at Charlotte, and then the United Dirt Late models are doing their makeup race up at up at uh, East Bay. So I'm not quite sure. I'm torn. I'm torn. torn where to go? the dirt and the. I know. It's going to be tough. Decide where to go. Okay, are we waiting? We're waiting. We're waiting to get our first guest on the phone. Jack, do we have someone? No, what are you guys waiting on? I thought you were talking about racing. Well, we thought you might want well, to work with us. We thought that, maybe uh, that, uh, that uh, you were getting somebody been, uh, for us. What, what are some of the things that you've been uh, particularly paying attention to in uh, Florida racing of late? Danica Patrick. Yeah, yeah way to go, girl. Rex, how your voice changed. <laughs> that was awesome. What, did I use my masculine voice or something? <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I'm really tickled to That's see that Danica thing. Patrick won. Yeah. It is. I think it's good for the sport. I, I think women racers are great. They're good for the sport. And here she gets this big win right on the right, right as we approach the Indianapolis the Japan 500 season. 300 or something. Yeah, the yeah. Indy Japan 300 mm-hmm. at the Twin Ring Motegi, I think it's and pronounced. And she beat my buddy, Helio. Yeah, she won it fair and square. Now, there's been some criticism because she won a, a gas mileage race. But you know what? It happens to any racer. They all win some like that. They all lose some like that. Dale Earnhardt used to win gas mileage races, and nobody complained about that. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's terrific. I'm really happy she won. I think it's a it's a great thing for this for the sport and for women, and uh, should encourage other female drivers. You know, a role model. Yeah, you're absolutely right because racing is one one area, one sport where women and men can compete most of the time completely equal. Exactly. Uh, another person that's been really oh, trying a lot of people and who would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Trying yeah, Terry and struck. Struggling to get up near the top is uh, Ricky Carmichael. Um, he came in sixth this week out of, I think there was almost 40 cars. So that's really good for Ricky. Congratulations. Wasn't that in a Bush Series race? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Nationwide Series. Nationwide. Yeah. Yep. What track? Gee, what about Dead Space? I don't yeah, I don't, don't know. Re- what don't track are you track? talking about? I don't remember. It wasn't the big one. I think it was like Milwaukee or maybe uh, Martinsville or something. It, it wasn't here. I know that. Yeah, I don't let's, let's get out of all that. Let's okay. go uh, <clears throat> away from Nasty Car. And, uh, North Florida has uh, a few speedways. One of them's up there in Palatka. Palatka. And we have uh, Bill Fisher from uh, Putnam County Speedway uh-huh. on the line with us. Welcome to Inside Florida Racing, Bill. Good Thanks evening. Very much. Good evening, Bill. Thank you for joining us. And uh, tell us all about this exciting news about the reopening of your dirt track there. Well, it's not my dirt track. It belongs to the residents up in this area. Uh, and a couple of weeks back, it was pretty much set that the track was not going to open this year. So I come up with an idea of why couldn't the drivers and car owners form a club or a corporation or whatever else you decide to call it, something similar that worked in Miami for over 50 years. Yeah, the GMRA that uh, built and operated Hialeah Speedway. Well, not only Hialeah Speedway, but at one time they operated three racetracks, Hialeah, Miami Hollywood, and West Palm Beach at the fairgrounds. And they were very successful. Uh, They elected a board that uh, the board in turn elected their own officers, president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, et cetera, et cetera. And they actually built Hialeah Speedway. 
out of the swamps. They started with less than $25,000, and it just ballooned from there. Uh, the track was totally destroyed one time in a hurricane, and they rebuilt it. And it was a very successful racetrack. Uh, some of the biggest names in the nation in stock cars have raced there. Yeah, Bobby Allison, Red Farmer, they all got their start there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bobby and Donnie and Red Farmer started down there. Gar- Gary uh, Ballou? One night at Hialeah, I saw Cale uh, Yarborough was there, Harry Gant, Davey Allison, Tim Richmond, Ken Schrader, and one other that I can't think at this time. And it was a publicity thing. It was an autograph session. And there was a standing room only house that night. And it was really a sight to behold. It was great. Wasn't that? Anyway, I, uh, I put this on the Internet, and I talked to a few people I know. And they said, well, maybe it'll work. Let's try it. So we did. And I'm telling you, it's just gone out of sight. Uh, yesterday, well, I was informed that, uh, yeah, we do have the funding necessary right now to obtain and operate Putnam County Speedway, and we plan on opening May 10th. May 10th? Hey, that's not too far wow. off. That's exciting. Yeah, well, work at the track is underway right now. Uh, there are people down there working every day trying to get it cleaned up because, honestly, yeah, the place was a disaster. I was up at that track, uh, I want to say in 06, and I really liked it. I thought it was, it happened to rain out that night, but I got a good look around. The facility was very nice. They had uh, uh playground for the kids, great concession stands. I think it could be an excellent track. I certainly wish you good luck out. Good luck with it. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, that track was voted uh, the uh, customer's best dirt track here about two years ago, uh, and it was done on Karnak, I believe is where it was done. They had a poll, and everybody selected their track. Well, Putnam County apparently won overwhelmingly. Uh, The people that are involved are well-versed in speedway operations. I personally operated a racetrack up in Alabama, was very successful at it, and had the opportunity to sell it, so I did. And I started looking for another one, and I run across Putnam down here. I've known the owner for a number of years. Uh, and we've recruited people from pretty much all over the United States, East Coast, that is. Uh, we have one gentleman who's worked at uh, Utica, New York, Rome Speedway, and Syracuse Speedway, wants to be one of our officials. Uh, we have another one who wants to be a flagman, and he comes from up in the Northeast in big block modified country. So I think we're putting a pretty good team together. I've got a theory. If you can find the best people to do the job, tell them what their job is, and then turn them loose and let it go. Well, Bill, what kind of classes are you hoping to have running at your track on a regular basis? Okay. Uh, On opening night, we're going to run late models, street stocks, pure stocks, hobby stocks, and a four-cylinder class that is called four-cylinder bombers or box stocks. And the following week... There will be no late models. The open wheel cars will be there then, along with the street stocks, hobby stocks, mini stocks, and the four cylinders again. We want to alternate every other week. That okay, well, the cars aren't racing at Ocala. We want them to come to Putnam and race. If they're not raced at Putnam, we want them to go to Ocala and race. That's the way it should be, yeah. Uh, we are using Ocala Speedway's rules for all classes 
down to the last period and exclamation point in them. There'll be no deviation. Now, are you going to race on 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 Friday or Saturday nights? No, we will race on Saturday night. Oh, that's perfect because the, they they can race in Ocala on Friday and then make it to your track on Saturday. That's great. That's what we're hoping for, and we're also hoping. Uh, I have such a reputation out there uh, as being fair and unbiased that uh, we're hoping to get some of the open-wheel modifieds and street stocks and late models to come over from East Bay when they're not running. We are trying to schedule our schedule so not to interfere with anybody. And that's good, and that's the way it needs to be done to keep the car counts up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mentioned that I was up in Alabama, and I worked with three other racetrack promoters. We used to have lunch. And uh, our schedules did not conflict as far as special shows went. The tracks all ran the same tires. They ran the same rules. And the payout purses were probably within 10 or 15% of every other track. And it worked excellent. Hey, Bill, have you had your election yet for the president and board of directors? No, sir. Uh, we, I expect that to happen this Sunday. We have a, our second meeting this Sunday. And at that time, uh, we want the, the classes to elect their officers and form their board. And at that time, uh, the pit slabs will go on sale and be assigned. Uh, now, the previous promoter had sold pit slabs for this year. And I mentioned that at our first meeting. Well, these people need some kind of consideration for that. They've already spent the money for it. Uh, I think we need to give them some consideration in pit slab concession and the price. So so I see you're going to be the race director, right? At this point, yes. But that's subject to change. Mm-hmm. So if you have your election this week, uh, will the president and new board take over immediately? Yes. Why yeah. not? Do Excellent. it right then. Yeah, you've got no time to waste. I mean, if you're going to open up on the 10th, man, that's uh, right around the corner. If you hesitate and lag behind, you get lost in a rush. Bill, what are some of the uh, what are some of the particular problems that uh, uh, are attendant to taking over this track? What are some of the the issues that have to be dealt with? Some of the key things from your perspective. The biggest thing uh, obstacle I see is the reputation that Putnam County uh, obtained last year. The racers were actually cheated. They were not told the truth in most in a lot of incidents. And the rule enforcement, uh, I hate to say it, but I worked there last year as a tech inspector for a while, and the rules would change in the middle of a heat race. And that was the way the owner wanted it. And no matter how much argument myself or the pit store did, we were always overruled. It was if you didn't like it, leave. Yeah, consistency in the enforcement of rules is That's key to, to running a track and keeping everyone happy. If not happy, at least they know it's fair across the board. That's right. And you can't please everybody all the time, but you've got to be fair. What's good for one guy has got to be good for everybody else. And I cannot emphasize that too much. That It has to be that way. And uh, I have very strong feelings about the rules for different classes of cars. Personally, I think they ought to be locked in for five years. That way nobody has to build a new car every year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I've had some confrontations about that, but that's all right. Confrontations with, with racers about rules? Oh, sure. Oh, how can that be? Oh, 
<laughs> that must only happen at your track. Every day. When yeah. I raced at Hialeah, Hialeah Speedway was a wonderful place, and uh, I spent a, the better part of 20 years hanging around there, and uh, I'm sure you know Marty Little. Oh, yeah, I know him well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Marty used to be the promoter down there, and he was the announcer, and he coined the phrase, world-famous Hialeah Speedway. And uh, I remember people saying, well, let's go to Hialeah tonight and watch the fights. There might be a race start. <laughs> We had our moments. I, I grew up down there, too, Bill. As you know, we've corresponded a little bit, and uh, I, I love that track. Yeah, I, I was sorry to see it go. Uh, I missed going down the last night, but my son went. He raced there for a number of years, and uh, a fellow named Timmy Hunley, who's good <laughs> friends of ours, he is in, works with Al Barney. Oh, a guy who blew past me week after week in mini stocks, week after week, year after year. Yeah. Yeah, the same guy. Jimmy has the padlock off the gate down there. <laughs> so as a memento. So I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I missed it. Uh, I miss Hialeah. I love the track, but boy, I tell you, I don't really envy your situation of, of being in charge of a bunch of owners and drivers operating a speedway because, you know, like you, I was a GMRA member for many years, and those quarterly meetings got a little bit rowdy sometimes. You know, yeah, sometimes the quarterly meetings can, but the weekly weekly board meetings, uh, I've, to be honestly, I had to stand in front of that board and explain my actions uh, several times and then have a discussion about how much the fine suspension would be. Uh, but I enjoyed it, it, and it worked. Yeah, you can't race at Hialeah without getting fined and suspended eventually. It just has to happen to everybody, including me. If you, if you didn't, you were running in the back. Yeah, that's a fact. So, so Bill, you guys get started on the tenth. Yes, sir. The tenth of May. Then this this coming week, uh, which is what the twenty sixth, this weekend, you'll have your uh, your vote and uh, sort of sort out who's going to hold what positions, and then you get off on the tenth. That is the game plan. Now, I do expect some rough spots and bumps to surface, but it wouldn't be normal if that didn't happen. Uh, but I think we together we can all work it out. Uh, I've been told by some people, and I'm not going to mention any names, but they would say, well, if so-and-so's got anything to do with it, I don't want anything to do with it. Well, these personal issues have to be put aside in this, and this has to be a team effort. Absolutely. And there is no letters me in the word team. You know, you're right. The GMRA worked for many years. So did the, uh, the SMRA down at Florida City, the SFRA at Palm Beach. But it was, I worry that it was a different time when people would put uh, the common interest ahead of their own. And, boy, it's awful tough to find people like that today. And I, I, I wish you well. I'm not being pessimistic at all. I'm optimistic. I'm really happy you guys are doing it. I hope you can pull it off and get everybody working on the same, uh, working toward the same goal. Well, I, I believe that uh, stock car racers, for the most part, think along the lines of the people that came from that era. And I think it's tradition that will carry on. Uh, when I was a kid up home, I'm from western Pennsylvania, which is sprint car country, and uh, there was an organization in Pittsburgh. It was called the PRA, Pittsburgh Racing Association, and it had like uh, three or 400 members. And the gentleman that I mentioned from New York, from up around Syracuse, he showed me uh, a program from their organization, and there must be 500 names in it as members. Very well-known people. Buzzy Rudiman's name's in there. Jack Johnson. And this is only, it was dated uh, 1994, so that's not too long ago. 
you know, it can work, but but on the other hand, there's an old saying about leading racers is like herding cats. It's not easy. Not easy to get everybody going the same direction. Yeah. But I hope you can. Well, we're sure going to give it a try. Absolutely. i tell you what, Bill, what we'll do is uh, we'll follow up with you guys after uh, next weekend. Maybe next week we'll uh, have either yourself or somebody else from the organization um, on with us, and uh, we can talk about like what uh, what transpired over the weekend and a little more uh, about the actual first night of racing, make a big deal out of it, huh? Well, sure, sure. Sounds good. That would be great. Well, as a fan, I certainly wish you the best of luck and uh, keep it going. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for being on the show tonight, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Good night, Bill. Bye-bye. All right. Should be interesting, huh, Rex? What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be an uphill climb. It'll be a real struggle. I think the best way is to have a benevolent dictator, but they're doing what they got to do. Well, we'll, we'll, it'll be a struggle, but we'll tell you all about it. We'll be right back. following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to five-star race car bodies. Five-star race car bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, five-star has one driving passion to help you win. Five-star race bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the AS late model series find out more today fivestarbodies.com bud light presents real men of genius real men of genius today we salute you mr pro sports heckler guy mr pro sports heckler guy they say those who can't play coach Apparently, those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Power Master is your ASA series sponsor for the XS Power Batteries. Power Master is pleased to announce the introduction of the XS Power series of batteries, XX Power Batteries for racing applications, and batteries for your car audio application. 12-volt batteries for street machines, street rods, off-road vehicles, and even motorcycles. XS Power Batteries means 30% more power and no battery spilling. Power Master also carries your starters and alternators. Visit us on the web at www.powermastermotorsports.com. This is Shaw Smith, driver of the 17 SS Dirt Late Model. Central Sheds and Trailers champion for 2007. And you're listening to Inside Florida Racing. And we're back inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone out there in uh, Internet land, out on the web, listening to us live in a... Racetrack land. Down, Racing down, land. Hey, you Download know that guy? the show. Cece, you know that guy that just said that, Sean, Sean Smith? Sean Smith. Yeah, he yeah. was uh, the dirt champion uh, 
the uh, was central with United Cent- Dirtlane Mall. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he was the, their champion of their beginnings, their em- embryo last year. Anyway, in two weeks he'll be at North Florida, Florida Speedway with the United Dirt Challenge Series. So cool. we thought we thought this would be an appropriate time to talk to the flagman. From North Florida oh, Speedway. Oh, Flagman, a man with a job that I love. Richard Tipton, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Uh, hello, everybody. Hey there. Hey. I'm Cece. You're here with me and Carol and Jack. And uh, we got Rex the Bone Man with us in the studio tonight. And I got to tell you, I love your job. I've had the privilege of getting to, I don't know, what do you want to call it, celebrity flagging at, um, down at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park. You have a great gig. Yeah, it's pretty good. I get to see all the action, what I can see, because there's a lot more to it than just flagging. Uh, I don't know if uh, one person can really do it anymore. It takes a lot of lot of team effort. Yes, you know what? That's a very true statement, because uh, the times that I've done it, I've done it up there with Greg, the flag man, and with Wild Child, and it really helps to have another set of eyes uh, watching the track and watching the cars. It's It's really a good thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, like I say, it, it's it's a good job. I like it. Uh, when I quit racing in 2005, I said, well, I want to stay in racing, but just the cost of racing and doing it myself, I figured I could go into flagging or test. Mm-hmm. I think you made the right choice. Yeah, and I got ended up at North Florida Speedway. Uh, Harvey, that used to flag at Putnam, is the one that actually trained me, and uh he, gave, he stayed with me a couple of weeks, and he was ready to get out of it. So I ended up up there, and I've been there since this is my third year. Cool. Now, Richard, I've never been up to your track up there. I understand it's a dirt track, right? Yes, ma'am. So why don't you let everybody know what is happening at your track? How's the racing? How's the condition of the track? The condition of the track is probably, I've been to most all the tracks in, in the state. We have a very smooth surface, very few holes, very few bumps. Uh probably 90 feet wide in the corners uh in the racing groove it's actually four tenths a mile it's uh three eighths on the bottom and it's actually a half mile on the top it's that wide uh but the racing surface uh everybody has been up there all the late model drivers sprint car guys and everybody they say it they really love the surface uh and we work it we it's not a one-day deal we work it from the middle of the week till time to put the cars on the track saturday night do you turn the track over every week uh, I don't know how many times they turn it over. I don't get there until Friday, but there's a man on it all week long. He stays on it day from daylight to dark. What happened to the old surface? You guys used to be like oil-covered clay or something. Yeah, we call that moon dust. Uh, we've got some of it here or there. There's some at the bottom of the track. That stuff, <laughs> you can put water on it, and it beads up like wax. So we basically scooped all of that off. We had an old... Uh, pond in the back, and most of that dirt is in that pond. Oh, no, no, no. You uh, shouldn't have said that. Somewhere there's some EPA guy listening. No, no, and no. And now no. they're putting you on their no, schedule no. for next Monday morning. We had that enough check before Phil purchased the track, and everything was good. You you took it to an EPA-approved disposal site, and there it's safely disposed of. Well, we That's what you meant to say. disposed of it and spread it out in the, in the pit there. We just moved it from one side of the track to the other. Yeah, you know, Richard, uh, Ocala Speedway has its turn four. Yes. Um, I've been to North Florida a couple times, and the thing that's most remarkable about it to me as a fan is you guys got one hell of a turn one. Yeah, you're. You, it, it's D-shaped, but turn one is uh, a lot of people 
like to go in an orchid in there and get orchid. That's a good term, orchid. Yeah. <laughs> it when they say turn left, they lit it mean it literally. Yes, literally, or you'll be up on the wall. Uh, <laughs> wow, well, that's good advice. Any time at any track, as a matter of fact. So, Richard, yeah. what what happened over the weekend up there? Now, do you race Friday or Saturday nights? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, uh, does the track like like Ocala races on Friday? Other tracks race on Saturday. Uh, still didn't hear you. My phone. Yeah, they race on Saturday. They race there. on Saturday. Yeah, well, we raced on Saturday night. Actually, uh, I and uh, the owner's wife were at Ocala Friday night. Oh, aren't you lucky? That's a beautiful track. Yeah, they've got a great facility there. Uh, we went down and watched the. Uh, I went down actually. I wanted to see Wayne Anderson make his debut, but he just Mac. He had some problems. Whack. He had a goodies night. Yeah, he, <laughs> he needed the headache award. Got that right. <laughs> so look, look, um, you know, Phil and Liz. Um, actually, last year this show, Inside Florida Racing, uh, they were named the promoters of the year for That's Florida. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah, of the work they did and. Um, tell us a bit about your your deal, like um, your your background in racing and, and and the things that you deal with. Well, I started out in 1978 at Putnam County Speedway. I raced there for several years. I moved on to Volusia when they went asphalt. Uh, and then I take a, took a few years break. Uh, I came back in 2000 or 92 when St. Augustine Speedway opened up. I ran mini stocks there for two years. I took about a year off, and uh, I went, well, in 2002, I went back to Putnam in a mini stock. I ran it for one year. Uh, Paul Sizemore put me in a modified, and I drove it for a year. Uh, in 2005, I won the street stock championship over there, and I hung my helmet up. Uh, about the only racing I do now is we have a ride-along car in North Florida, and every now and then I get in it and run it around there. But uh, I just... I said, if I ever win a championship, I'm going to hang it up. Uh, and I'm about 99% hung up right now. So. Well, so you're uh, a natural to be a starter then, because all those years of racing, you know how to nerf somebody out of the way, you know how to move them in traffic, and you know when to black flag them or put them in the rear, right? Exactly. And, uh, and it took, I think I have a lot of respect for the racers up at our track. When I first came there, uh, I'll be honest, nobody liked me. But I'm for the racers, and I try my best uh to to keep things moving and be fair to everybody. Uh, yeah, but but I, people they always dislike the flag man, so it's nothing personal. <laughs> no, it seems like you know the flag man's the, that one guy that you know everybody always has an issue with. Yeah, that and the tech man. Yeah, and the tech guy. The tech yeah. man has it even worse because he can't even see the races. Yeah, and the race true. director takes a lot too. Yeah, it, it's a stressful job some nights, uh, but my my deal is if anybody has any questions, I'm there. I'm usually the last one to leave. I'll be up on top as soon as we get everything put up, and I'll be glad to explain and make them understand why the call was made. And pretty much lately, we've in the last, well, since the season, we haven't had too many issues. Uh, everybody knows what the routine is. If you do something wrong... You're going to get penalized if the racer takes it upon himself to retaliate. Our rule is now you're guilty. Let us handle it. If you retaliate, then you make yourself guilty. So you're going to be the one coming out on the mat. Okay, mm-hmm. Richard. Uh, and I drive myself, and and we we know that always happens. So it's like if someone boots us out of the way and we go back after him, it's the second guy who always gets caught. Exactly. Very frustrating for drivers. We want to find a way 
for you guys to see everything, call everything, and the first guy who punts us is the one who goes to the rear. Then we don't have to wreck him. Uh, well, <laughs> come on up one Saturday night. I got an open policy. Anybody <laughs> get up on the flag stand with me and put a headset on, we'll let you see how it goes. It's a lot. Of, I've only had one taker in three years do it, and after he did it, he become a fan of everything. He didn't have anything bad to say anymore. He says, "Man, I don't want that job." Okay, Richard. Um, I will be getting hold of you to take you up on your offer one weekend. Well, you come on up, and like I say, uh, it's always open. Anybody wants to come up and put a headset on, uh, see how it goes, and how we make our decisions. Uh, you know, sometimes it's a, it's got to be a team effort. We have a real good team up there, and. Uh, you know, we're all on the same page, and everybody clicks with each other real good. A lot of times, Phil's on the front straightaway. We don't even make, we don't even talk. We have body language or signals. We can look, and we know what each other is saying. So we kind of click real good. Okay, so what happens when you're looking in turn four, and some guy punts another one in turn two? Do you come on there and say, hey, I missed it? Did anybody see it? Or do you have a meeting? Do you have a vote? What do you do? Uh, I, I get on the radio. Uh, when, the, what they'll do is they'll, they won't say caution or anything. They'll say turn two. I'll look to turn two and determine if we need a caution or what. And then if I didn't see it, I'll say, okay, I've got a guy in two. That's the only spot he looks. I've got a guy in one. That's the only spot he looks. i got one in three and four. Then there's me and Phil and a couple of guys on the back street. We usually have about six sets of eyes watching everything. Okay, so you have a little meeting to decide who's to decide who's guilty, huh? Well, yeah, I'll ask if it was intentional or if it was a racing incident. And most of the guys we have have a lot of racing experience, uh, and and they know what's what. You, I, I can tell when somebody out there is rough riding somebody and driving up into them, and uh, and they know I can. It's not like I, all I've ever done was flag. I've been out there with them. I know how all of this stuff works, and. Uh, I'm constantly on a lot of people. Um, I don't try to be mean. I don't try to single any one person out, but I, I usually get my point across. Well, it's like Cece said before. Most of the drivers I've talked to, the main thing they want is consistency. Exactly, exactly. consistency. Yep. That's the ticket. No, we want favoritism, and we want it to go our way. Uh, I'm talking well, about normal racers. I was a driver for our almost 30 <laughs> years, and... I probably, and you could probably talk to some of the people at Putnam, I was the biggest complainer and whiner about he's illegal and this and that. So I've been there and done it, and now I'm, in the, I'm the one getting it. So. <laughs> A breath of honesty. That's yeah. nice. How refreshing. <laughs> Rex? Go ahead, Rex. Well, Rex... Have, have you have you go, ever gone up to to see the races up here at North Florida? No, I was up there once when it was still Lake City, mm-hmm. maybe ten or twelve years ago, and I'd really like to go. It's a bit of a haul from home, but I know I'm going to make it up there one. I'll probably make it up there on summer vacation. Yeah. Hey, you know, from what I understand, there's a new. Actually, I just thought of this: the uh, United Dirt Late Model uh, Challenge Series. Yeah, Kim Kenny's taking his guys there. Aren't They're going to be there on the on the tenth. Uh, Mm-hmm. May 3rd, May 3rd. I mean, May 3rd, excuse me, uh, which is a week from this coming yep. week. And um, it's the uh, the North Florida Late Model Championship. Hmm. Excellent. They'll roll in another they, 45 or 50 yeah, cars like they've been pulling. They just came out with this uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. Wow, Richard, you are going to have your hands full you, you when know, they, they come have, to your oh, track. Well, I know. We've actually got two of their races this year. This is the first of two. Yeah, they had. Uh, they're still shooting for that fifty mark, and they're they're going to do everything they can to try to hit that fifty mark at your track on uh, that that on May third because uh, 
Uh, they've had 47, 44. Yeah. They really want to break the 50. And as a matter of fact, they got some things in cooking to try to just a little scheming to do to get that oh, 50. I, I know a little bit about the scheme, but I can't let on to what it is. Uh, <laughs> tell us. We won't tell anybody. What's the scheme? It's just between us. We like schemes. I can't do it, man. I can't let the cat out of the bag, but I do know a little bit about it. Uh, we have had on a regular Saturday night show, we've actually had 32 late models. So we might That's hit excellent. Mark. Wow. You think we'll hit the 50? You think? I, I wouldn't. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, our winter nationals that we had, we had a two, uh, three-day show. And, well, I forget which one. It was there at the end of the year. I think it was our winter nationals. And we had 37, mo- 39 modified show up that night. And believe it or not, we won't ever do it again, but we started 37 of them in the feature. Holy cow. Oh, you started 37? <laughs> well, wow. What, what was Phil thinking? Exactly. He well, was thinking modified enduro. Here's the deal. We had a bunch of people stuck in the, the, the football traffic from uh, Gainesville. They didn't get there till after the races, and they drove all that way. And we and we talked to them, and they said, okay, we'll, you know, everybody was in agreement. We'll start y'all, but we won't ever do it again. It just uh, that. I don't know of a track anywhere that's big enough to start 37 cars. I was going to say. Not a dirt track. You, you had to have been, your track had to have been overwhelmed. It was. It was, it was, uh, it was a long night. I'll put it that way. Wow. Hey, Richard, I sure, um, sure enjoyed visiting with you this evening, and uh, we thank you so much for taking time out. We all did. We all did. We all enjoyed your company. There's no B and T. <laughs> There's no me and team. Exactly, Jack. Is there an I in team? <laughs> There's a- well, whenever you're ready to come up, i got a headset for you. You can come on up in the flag stand, and uh, it's actually the best seat in the house. So uh, when you're ready, come on up, and you're welcome to come up and visit with us. Awesome. I will be giving you a call sometime. Okay. Well, thank you all very much for having me on your show. Thanks, Richard. Bye. Thank Thanks, you. Richard. Good night. All right. I can't wait. Okay. I can't, I can't wait for that. That that that'll be fun. The, the third. May third, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Go ahead, Rex. May third, not the only racing going on. May third. Oh boy, I'm telling you, Lakeland. Lakeland? No, no, no. I'm talking about a real event, a big event. Oh. May third. Oh really? Yeah. Is this well, something you're involved in? That, yes. What are you involved what? in on May third? The electric cars in Titusville. Oh yes. <laughs> Tell us, tell probably, us, tell It's us. probably the smallest race that will take place in Florida on that day. But, yeah, we're going to race the electric cars at the uh, in the parking lot of Brevard Community College just north of Titusville. How fast How fast do these things go? I don't know how fast they go. How slow do they go? Well, they go fast enough to wear out a set of tires in a one-hour race. The little electric cars, they're not, they're not radio-controlled toys. You get in and drive them. Mm-hmm. And we have two races that day. They're each an hour long. And we're limited by the amount of batteries we can carry. Wait, is this is this the race that I was once asked to be like trophy girl at? Remember, Jack? Yeah, <laughs> I think I asked you that. The <laughs> yeah, offer's still good. You. you can okay. be our starter too if you want. <laughs> I okay. remember that now. Yeah. Electric cars are kind of a specialized niche, okay? But mm-hmm. and we don't have an overwhelming number. If we get twelve or fourteen, we'll be happy. But they come from Pensacola, from Miami, Fort Myers, Jacksonville, and, from all around d- the state. And you do it in a parking lot. Yeah, we lay out a course in the parking lot. Interesting. And how many laps do you do? Um, the course is about a quarter of a mile. We go about 100 laps in an hour. They're timed races. It's not Whoa. a specified number of laps. It's, it's time for an hour. Hmm. So I'm the, uh, I'm the chief scorer and the tech inspector, and, I, and I'm also partners in one of the cars with my friends uh, Dana Barlow and Lance Barlow from Miami. 
yeah. Dana's the designer and Lance is the driver, and they're going to come up. And uh, we've had the hot hand here lately, but uh, it's a good competitive race. It's a lot of fun, and, of course, it's free. If anybody's interested in coming out to BCC parking lot on uh, May 5th, we'd uh, love May, to have you. May 3rd or May 5th? Oh, you're right. May, I'm sorry, May 3rd, uh, Saturday. Let's see, what time? Uh, I think the first race goes green around 10 or 10.30. It runs for an hour, and then we need a couple hours to turn the cars around, change tires, so change batteries. So it's a batteries. day event. Yeah, we we try to be out of there by three. Okay. Because it's you know getting a little bit out in the air. It's going to be a little little warm, but it's something different. That that would be something different and interesting to take in. And um, well, cool. So no, so you you race besides besides electric cars. What are you involved in? Are you, you still actively driving and racing? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got a a modified mini stock. I run. For the last year or so, I've been only at Orlando Speed World on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. I used to go around a good bit more and race, um, you know, dirt and asphalt. But but for the last year, I've been kind of concentrating on Orlando. And now, since uh, since Rob is is bonehead, mm-hmm. how did you become Bone Man? Well, that's a name that was hung on me by uh, by Dave Westerman, the uh, the Speed World announcer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's kind of a gimmick. Okay, I've had numbers made out of bones since. 1995. Okay. And then in 96, I bought a Cadillac hearse, and I used the hearse to tow the race car trailer to the racetrack. <laughs> so between the hearse and the bones, Dave Westerman started calling me Bone Man, and it stuck. And uh, I, I'm sure there's a lot of folks who don't know me at all by Rex. It's uh, just Bone Man. Right. And, and really, it's okay, because really, is there a worse name for a racer than Rex? <laughs> You're talking about Rex. Orla- you, you were just talking about <laughs> I Orlando. I get it. I get you, it. You were just talking about Orlando? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where you primarily race? Yeah. Let's ask um, somebody who might know a little bit more about your uh, your racing. Uh, hey, Rusty Marcus, you there? I'm here. What is that noise? Oh, that was the wind blowing really loud. Hey, Rusty, what's up? Hey, Rusty. What's happening? <laughs> you got the, the world-famous Bone Man on, huh? World-famous. Yes, we do. He's doing us a, a huge favor and coming up and helping host the show tonight. We really appreciate it. And he even came to visit you live. I know. Oh, it's beautiful here on the 8th floor, man. You haven't lived till you've been on the 8th floor of the Karnak Towers. That's the home of the studios for Real Race in USA. <laughs> oh, they, they sent over the Karnak limo to pick me up. I really appreciate that. <laughs> we'll send it for you, too, Rusty. Yeah. Oh, I see. I, I, I spent at least an hour down there in the green room enjoying the catering. It's been, uh, I'm having a great night. <laughs> we had cheese corn and yoo is all we had in there, but it doesn't matter. I was happy. Did, did the phone man talk to you about that? I, I, I've been working on a tractor, so I don't know what the show's been about. Did he talk to you about a race that he's going to be doing here in the very near future? Oh, do you mean the electric car race? Yeah. Yeah, we, we we've just been finished about talking that, yeah. about it. I should have known he wouldn't have been selfless like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about me, Rusty. It's all about me. I just wanted to make sure he got a plug in for his electric cars. And, oh, of uh, course. I know they do it. I didn't. No pun intended, right? Yeah. A plug in? <laughs> One thing I can tell you about the Bone Man is he's, he's very dedicated in what he does. He came out this weekend and helped me out. We did a. a a deal called the Indian River Festival passed out 10,000 tickets. And uh, Bone Man was there to help out. And, and Bone Man's always somewhere <laughs> lurking around doing something. You know, I've noticed that. I think I need to concentrate more on racing because I get involved in way too many things and don't focus. <laughs> the, the cool part about it is people that don't know him just know him as that character on, on the Karnak board. 
uh, Bone Man is, is pretty much who Bone Man is. I mean, he, he, he's always there to help. He always he, he's got lots of great ideas. He wants to do different things with the racetracks. He, he's he's full of excitement. Plus, he raises a family and runs a business. I rusty, mean, rusty, rusty, Rusty. How much did he pay you? For rusty, letting? he's not going to be able to fit out the door Let of the him. studio now. His head is just ballooning up. You got to stop it. Let him go. He's lips, doing fine. His lips are hurting. <laughs> He's looking at the mic like, who the heck is he talking about? Yeah. Well, you work pretty daggone hard yourself promoting racing and doing all the things you do. Yeah, talk to us about what's happening in Orlando. Oh, Orlando, we are looking forward to probably the biggest stock car weekend of the year this weekend. Now, it's not special races going on. It's just there's going to be a lot of first-timers, a lot of people that haven't been here in a long time. Uh, That's special. Yeah, as as Robert as Robert would say, we touched the nose of a lot of people this weekend. Robert who? Robert Hart. Oh, Robert Hart. Oh. He, he likes to say, "Go touch him on the nose." Yeah, and that's exactly what we did. So you touched him on the nose. Yeah, we we, we were there with the Molly Hatchet concert and the Blackfoot concert, and uh, we missed one concert because we were a little short staffed at the racetrack on Saturday night. So I had to bolt out of the out of the deal and, and get back over here. But we're we're real excited about this weekend. In fact, I've been trying to get our little house all straightened up over here today uh be working on it again tomorrow and then uh this weekend we'll be at the melbourne city fair uh for what is that one thursday friday saturday sunday i believe it is doing the same thing all over again giving out just thousands of free tickets trying to get people reacquainted and especially at these times when money's tight if you can offer somebody an evening out that's not really going to cost them a whole lot it's the time to do it. Uh, people people need to work together with each other. Of course, we're doing it for all the wrong reasons or right reasons or whatever because we want people to get reacquainted with racing. Uh, there's a lot of people that have fallen through the cracks and just hadn't been to the tracks lately. And it's funny whenever you talk to them at the fairs and whatnot, oh, we used to go out there years ago. Well, what happened? Ah, you know, uh, we did this, we did that, we did something else. So... We're trying to get people reacquainted with racing. So you're going out there and you're just distributing hundreds and hundreds of free tickets. Thousands. Thousands and thousands of free tickets to people yes. to come on yes. down and watch some racing. Yes. That's Absolutely. wonderful. Kudos yes. to you. If, if we could, we'd drop them out of an airplane with the FAA. <laughs> Rusty, I know that your attendance at Orlando is going to pick up, and you know how I know that? How do you know that? Because I've seen you back on that despicable Karnak board you mentioned earlier. Oh, Lord, he's back. I see you're back. I am back. <laughs> I am back. And we're going to keep it positive. We're going to put information on there. Uh, and people are going to take on it. Like, I, I noticed that uh, somebody, and we were talking, Bone Man and I were talking about this today. Uh, we rescheduled a race. Uh, and some people took it as the race was taken away from us. It wasn't. That race was rescheduled by myself and Terry Roberts because we're trying to work with the racer. Uh, Lakeland, that weekend, has a big race going on, and they're allowing the super lates and the late models to run with them with some uh, modifications. We wanted all of our drivers to be able to go to that televised show if they chose to. And rather than us run another big race, which is the Bright House Challenge, we wanted them to feel free to go to that race if they desired. 
Well, that's a that's probably a two day deal too. They're going there Fridays to to get practiced up, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. we didn't want any conflict whatsoever for the drivers. You know, hey, should we go to Orlando? Should we go to Lakeland? We wanted them to feel free to go to Lakeland and do their thing down there because we can reschedule ours. You know, Lakeland Lakeland runs on a limited basis, and you know, whenever they put a big show on, it's it's a big show, and we wanted to to assist them with that show. Hey, Rusty, what's the deal this weekend with the Strictly Stock class? Strictly Stocks. We're trying something else. We're going to see if it works. We've, we've tried it before and haven't been able to finish the whole thing. We've got the date set up for it and everything now. Every division, uh, of course, we couldn't do it all at one time. Uh, this weekend, every, well, every division will get the car and driver in for free at least one week this year. And this week, it's Strictly Stock. The reason we did this Again, it comes right back to times are tough. Fuel prices are through the roof. Uh, people just can't afford to do the things that they like to do. What we're trying to do, and it's, it's a very small token of our appreciation, but we want to show each and every one of these drivers that we do appreciate them, and we want to try and help them out in some way. And this is the best way that I can do at, at present time, give them free admission coming in. I think it's a great idea. Well, we're and, going to try it, and, and it's like I said, you know, other tracks are going to be watching this. Okay, does this kind of a program work? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you do the math, okay, if it's 20 cars, uh, and say they're not fast car members, so they're paying $30. If they're fast car members, they're paying $20. So how much money did you actually lose by doing that with one division? Now, how much goodwill does it show to the drivers from the track? Hey, we, we know your situation. We're hurting, too. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to be able to let all the drivers in free every week, but that's just not part of the nuts and bolts as the way the system works right now. Well, I, I hope I hope you're correct. I hope other track owners um, are paying attention to what you're doing and um, you know get in touch with you and find out what kind of results you're getting from it and right. and hopefully you know that concept will spread throughout the state into other tracks. Well, we have we have to work with our drivers right now. I mean, racing has changed so much in the last. How many years? And it's a whole different ball game, and I think everybody will agree with that. It's it's not the same old, same old that it used to be. We've got to do things that are somewhat innovative. We've got to do things that are unheard of. Yeah. And and try them. And that's what I've been trying to explain to my drivers for the last few weeks. Look, guys, I need you to support this because if it works, I didn't even ask Robert Hart's permission. I just did it, and I figured worst case scenario, if he got too mad at me. I just pay for their way in myself, <laughs> but we're going to try it and see what happens. Yeah, and, and I think I think the tracks really have to think about doing something to help out the drivers and doing something to help out the fans, right? Because we need to at all the tracks bring the car counts and the fans in the stands. Right. We need to bring them back, bring those numbers up. And the tracks, the tracks that. Quite frankly, the tracks that do the most are the ones that are going to benefit from it. The ones exactly. that sit back and watch. And complain. It, it, it's right. It's going to hurt. And whine. We've got to do things because people, I mean, Orlando Orlando keeps its nose pretty clean. Mm-hmm. And I like it that way. I try and keep it that way. I mean, we're not without controversy by any means, but we try and keep on the high road as much as we can. Um, we've got to try different things. And, and I know that people watch other racetracks. I mean, our, our Saturday night show is a prime example. People watch that to see what the car counts are for these club cars. Mm-hmm. And then they decide, hey, do we want them at our track or do we not? You know, when Orlando's showing 20, 30 of them, 
hey, yeah, it's worth the risk bringing them over. If they're showing five every week, the other tracks go, okay, we don't want those cars. <laughs> we want this group of cars. And that's, that's all part of the business. You know, you have to keep have to keep a pulse on what's going on in the in the business. Are you, did, did you just say, like, you really didn't want any big brawls in the pits? I mean, now that you got that nice seating area over there with the, the concessions all prettied up in the pits, I mean, people can sit around and uh, sip their... Uh, their uh, Budweiser's or their Miller whatever's and uh, watch a good brawl. <laughs> we like helmet throwing. Helmet throwing livens up the show. Hey, steering wheel throwing too. Yeah, that too, I saw that. Steering one. wheel throwing yeah. contest, yeah. helmet mm-hmm. throwing contest. This is the wave of the future. Right. <laughs> we have we have to be we have to be entertaining. Exactly. And and in a lot of our managers meetings that we have in Fast Car, we keep trying to pound home the point. If we can't get excited about our product, how the hell are we going to get anybody else excited about it? And there hasn't been a whole lot of enthusiasm in different in different arenas. And we've got to get that enthusiasm back. We've got to make it where when you come to a 50-lap race, when you come to any race, there has to be electricity when you walk through that gate. Otherwise, why are people going to keep spending their money coming to do it? That's right. It's coming. It's entertainment, man. It's entertainment. It's entertainment, and it's, it's, we're no different than Disney World or Sea World or anything like that. If if people come and don't have a good time, they're not coming back. That's right. That's right. And by the time you realize that you have a problem, it's too late. And guess what? We have a problem. Now that we've got to work twice as hard fixing the problem. And that's one of the great intangibles in any racetrack is atmosphere. How do you build that carnival atmosphere? Well, one way is to give away tickets and to pack the stands. I'm really looking forward to Friday night. It should be a blast. And, and I'm hoping that the drivers will support this. Uh, you know, drivers from other racetracks, don't do it to support Orlando Speed World. Do it to show that it works for the other tracks. Come on over, you know, try it out. Because if we put on a good show for the fans, they're going to come back. Uh, last year when we did the driver promoter uh, deal that we did here, which we will be doing again this year, Oh, we had 2,400 people in the grandstand. That was that was a big shot. Mm-hmm. Now, they all got in for free, uh, except for about 130 of them. Okay? But it was such, it, you could feel the electricity in the air. The drivers supported it. We had 100 and, I think, 20-some-odd cars here that night. I turned it around, and I made it uh, a fan uh, promoter of the year and did it for the fans and gave them just mass amounts of tickets to pass out wherever they could, put their name on it, and let's see who brings the most. Whoever brought the most back got free admission for a year. Wow. Well, you know, Mark Rusky, one of the good things is is when when you get fans in the seats for free, they're going to spend more money. They're going to be more prone to spend more money at the concession stand. Right. Because they have more money in their pocket from not paying the entry fee. So exactly. it does pay off. Right. It, it, it really does. The point that I was making where I was going, when we did the fan one, the drivers did not support, and it was my lowest car count of the year that night. So we had, uh, that time, we I think we had 1,000 to 1,500 people in the grandstand. Mm-hmm. They didn't see a good show. Mm, that's not good. No, and see, that's, that's what my fear is for this weekend. The drivers, they've got to be, they've got to be sparked up. Uh, and then it's our job to get the people in the grandstand sparked up. Yeah. Uh, somebody we all know and love, little Mr. Mark Keeler, 
is going to be on the on the wireless this weekend, along with Dave Westerman upstairs. Dave Westerman has great facts and figures. What I've told Mark is, I want him to act like he's got ants in his hands. <laughs> he does. Fired up. <laughs> he does. <laughs> well, I and and before we run out of time, I want to give one last plug to Rockingham. The the, the Carolina 500 is coming up on May 4th. That's right. The race. It's, the, it's the inaugural Carolina 500. It's going to be a huge deal. And uh, Tony Stewart is going to be the Grand Marshal, I believe it is. Oh, and, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Zippy is supposed to drive the pace car. No way. Yeah. Cool. So do I hear any people that are going? Yeah, that's very cool, man. That's that's way cool. That's you know what's very cool, yeah. Rusty? You do a real good job up there at Orlando, and we're so happy to have you on the show. But we got hey, to go, I'm honey. Happy to be with you anytime, and I expect to see your smiling faces up here sometime. Yeah, you love to come up there sometime, Rusty. You got it. <laughs> you take care, and I hope your show is fantastic. Bye, thank you, and you be nice to Bone Man because I'll try. he's kind of fragile. I'll try. <laughs> I promise to be gentle. It, this is my first time, ladies, so do be gentle. <laughs> Bye, Rusty. Yeah, have a great one. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Night. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, before we uh, slip out just to break, I just want to really quick uh, tell you that when here at Inside Florida Racing, we are in need of... Uh, staff shirts and jackets and things we turn to fancyworkembroidery.com that is fancy with an i fancyworkembroidery.com casey mays does a wonderful job with our inside florida racing uh, polo shirts and they're a full service organization there do all kinds of promotional items so if you need embroidery work done on hats your fire suits um, even just your staff shirts go ahead and give them a, a look up online at, in, at, at Inside Florida Racing you'll find a link to fancyworkembroidery.com and one quick message to Oval Racer 44 you are wrong honey and we're going to prove it The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you. Soon. Check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated at Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes of America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to five-star race car bodies. Five-star race car bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, five-star has one driving passion, to help you win. Five-star race bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today fivestarbodies.com. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. All You Can Eat Buffet Inventor. 
You've given us the real American dream. A tray, 15 feet of food, and a little sign that says, Go nuts, buddy. Pushing side dish innovation to its limits, you offer creamed everything and 400 flavors of gelatin. If there's beef, you'll chip it. If there's chicken, you'll fry it. And if there's gravy, well, then everything's going to be okay. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light buffet, boy. You know the way to a man's heart and a few hundred tasty ways to challenge it. Mr. All-You-Can-Eat Buffet Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, Fort Collins, Colorado. And we're back with Inside Florida Racing. Hey, Jack, do me a favor. Will you turn off the little flashing light over there before it, like, sets one of us off in an epileptic seizure? Yeah, that's the uh, that's the notification of the commercial know. brake light. We're using that just especially because of, 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 of Bone uh, Man is here tonight. <laughs> do, you, do you think it's easy to be the rookie, to be the one-night stand? <laughs> Now, I, Aww, I can you actually feel like this is just a one night stand. Oh, don't talk Does to me like that. Does your wife know you're out having a one night stand? Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Look, I, I can put up with everything, but it's just little, all it's this, this, this little paper hat that says trainee. That's that's just Aww. that's below below my dignity. We're being gentle. <laughs> so uh, Chris Smith is on the on the line with us from Orlando. That's Excellent. A- hey, Chris. How are you this evening, Rex? Ah, oh, doing really well. Thanks for calling in. Hi, Chris. This is Carol. How are you doing? All right, Miss Carol. How are you this evening? Great, thanks. We're having a lot of fun here with the Bone Man. Hi, Chris. This is Cece. Nice to meet you. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Did you hear that? When I say something, they say, hi. <laughs> when she gets so, on, they say, hi, how are you? That's what so I told Chris. Chris. I must be. <laughs> I told Chris all week, don't worry. Cece will be the one who flirts with you. <laughs> I'm single. I'm allowed to. So, Chris, I heard you won your first Open Wheel event. Yes, ma'am, I did. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Tell us all about it. Uh, There really isn't a lot to tell. We kind of stole it. Um, We were just fast enough that they couldn't get around us. (laughs) Well, that's good. Yeah, we started on the pole, and we led from start to finish, and everybody else ran second trying to get around us. Yeah, but it wasn't easy. I mean, you kept them back, and they uh, had pressure on you the whole time, and it was first one car and then another right yeah well when we started the race the car was pristine didn't have a mark on it <laughs> when we finished the race i had to replace the rear bumper <laughs> well that's good short tracking <laughs> now chris yeah, what but, track uh, what track was this at this was at orlando okay and um like i said we were we were just fast enough where they they couldn't go around us so um we actually had some pretty good racing side by side for several laps with three or four different drivers because like i said everybody ran second that night uh you know they were beating on banging on each other behind us and we just happened to outlast them so oh oh, that's uh, that's that's great i mean it you must have are you do you still feel like you know you're floating since this was you know your first well, it wasn't my first ever win. It was my first win when I'm open wheel modified. Well, well, yeah, but still, doesn't that yeah. just, you know, get well, you just right up there? Considering that I never thought I would win one, you know, uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> it, I can uh, testify that, that the... Car- so, you know, this, this 
this whole pro, our whole open wheel modified program was a lark. You know, um, Dick Laszlo at uh, Laszlo Racing and Fabrication had a bunch of stuff sitting in the corner, and uh, I asked him if I put it together if he'd let me drive it, and he said, "You put it together and put a power plant in it and have at it." So uh, it really, you know, when it when it comes to the car itself, there's no money there, uh, comparatively speaking. And we are really having a good time with the car. So, you know, and I drove it, and John Hodge drove it last year, and Dick drove it a couple times. So, you know, it, we're, we're trying to keep it fun. And that's the way it should be. Well, it, yeah, it should be. But, you know, we were in tech the other night, and I watched him pull off the valve covers on two of my competitors' cars, and I couldn't stop drooling. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Might have been the French fries. Might have been those track fries. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, <laughs> look at all those goodies over there. <laughs> yeah, I've watched you guys race that car from the beginning, and I know it's not a high-dollar operation, but it's well-prepared. You guys bring it ready to race, and uh, I was really happy to see you guys win that thing the other night. Yeah, we uh, the car is fairly nice for what it is, um, you know, Again, it all has to do with, you know, there's a lot of man hours in the car and no money. Um, and it was all done in-house. You know, everything on the car was done in-house. We do our own motors. The transmission was built here. The rear end was done by Dick. Um, you know, everything was done in-house. So for a homegrown operation and, and a, a, guy, a bunch of guys that are just smart enough to be dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, we're... We're, I'm really pleased. You know, the car runs through the center pretty good. Um, it doesn't have enough motor, but we're working on that. You know, that that's a function of cubic dollars, and we all know that cubic dollars right now are hard to come by. So now, Chris, but, uh, previously, previously, where have you been placing in your races? Um, last year we were just trying not to get lapped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When we first started driving the car, I thought if we finished on the same lap as the leaders, you know, that for us was a victory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other night I think was my 10th start or 11th start in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it was really a struggle to begin with because we started out with being, we're underpowered now. We were really underpowered when we started this whole thing. Yeah, but you're a veteran racer, right? What were you doing before? Well, I I ran a Legends car for a while, road racing. Um, now, the two cars are very similar because they both have terrible problems with throttle on oversteer. <laughs> you know, But uh, other than that, the the two animals are totally different. You know, the, the Legends car was a lot of fun to road race. Um, we used to run with these small bore IT cars, and... It would run about the same lap times as a well-prepared ITB car. What's an ITB car? Is that like a Porsche or something? No, with the, the Volkswagens and uh, the Audis and what have you. The the 1.8 liter mm. uh, four-cylinder front-wheel drive cars. Oh, so this is like SCCA racing, right? Like Daytona and Sebring? Yeah, Daytona and Sebring. We ran at Homestead. Um, you know, all just regional. I didn't travel much with the car. You ran a Legend car at Daytona? Yeah. We drove a Legends car at Daytona. Man. You can take a nap on the back stretch in a Legends car at Daytona. 
lot of fun to run. And bang for the buck, I think the Legends car is probably, you know, as much fun as you can have for that kind of money. You know, I think you're right. I drove one once, and, and the, before I drove it, an old-timer said, you know what, these cars have a lot of heart. They don't know they're small. And that thing was a riot. You know, um, I was really surprised, even at, as fast as the little thing would go, it was still quite the stable car. You know, the fenders are out there flapping in the breeze. And, uh, you know, only run you know, a little over 100 mile an hour with the car. Except in a draft. You got in a draft with somebody, you could run about 110, 115. <laughs> but weren't you an old oval track racer before you went uh, road racing? I, I started on the dirt. Yeah, I started at Volusia County on the dirt. And I actually won a couple of races on the dirt. And uh, then I got married. And Uh-oh. my racing stopped for a long time. Gee, I think you're the only racer that ever happened to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Racing and marriage go hand in hand, yep. And actually, when I first got married, uh, you know, the racing was part of what we did. And, uh, of course, we all, you know, go from one form of racing to another, to another, to another. And uh, I actually got my wife involved in drag racing. And then we made the mistake of buying a boat. Well, there went the race cars. <laughs> you know, and we did the boating thing for several years. And, uh, you know, I bought myself a Legends car about, well, geez, it was 99 I bought a Legends car. And I played with it for, I guess, about six years. And then uh, I had a dry spell for a while and uh, started this deal with Dick with the uh, the modified car. And I'll tell you, modified car is a lot of fun to drive, you know, it's a handful, and it's too much horsepower and too little tire, and you know. Some of those guys say you can. My drivers complain about right. Yeah, they, a lot of those guys say you burn up a set of tires. You can burn up a set of tires every time you go out, whether it's a heat race or practice or whatever. You can, yeah. Well, you know, like I said, looking at these guys' motors, you know, I mean, geez, got less money in my house. <laughs> Chris. Chris, um, Chris, we we do have to let you know here that um, uh, after you appear on this show, yes, sir, your racing performance increases by twenty five percent overall average nationally. Yeah, you get a bump. You get a bump. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's fascinating. I'm I'm all for that because you know my car owner is already pressuring me for another win, so. <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> he, he's already on my backside. So <laughs> I told him the first one was a fluke. He was lucky. Be grateful. <laughs> Isn't your car owner also your employer? That's true. Oh, that extra pressure. Who are your sponsors, Chris? Excuse me? Who are your sponsors? Uh, the car is owned and sponsored by uh, Dick Laszlo Racing and Fabrication. And... Uh, Dick also owns Perfect Timing Performance in Melbourne, Florida. So those are my sponsors. Cool. That and my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Marry her. Well, Chris, we really enjoyed having you on Inside Florida Racing this evening. Thank you so much for taking time out to be with us. And congratulations on that first open wheel win. And uh, I'm sure there will be more in your future. Well, I sure hope so. All right, and I'd really like to thank, uh, again, Dick Laszlo Racing and Fabrication. 
Uh, he's got a full-service speed shop in Melbourne. If you need fuel, if you need uh, your nitrous fills, uh, we have round-around parts and we have quarter-mile racing bits and pieces. And if we don't have it, we can get it in 24 hours. So all you guys out there need your bits and parts. Come and see us. Yeah, i got to get my nitrous filled before Friday night. What's the name of that? Go. What's the name of that company? We knew there was something going on there, Bone Man. I don't know what. What's the name of that company again? It's Perfect Timing Performance in Melbourne, Florida. We're a full-service race shop. We can build your chassis to motors, rear ends, whatever you need. Come see us. Cool. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Thank you. Chris. Thanks. Bone Man, you have got to go off to Oval Racer 44. He thinks you don't have the stones to bear, Sean. You know, as we're waiting for Please, Jack we to got get 30 next, seconds. Give it to him on. good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Comment on what's being posted. Uh, he, he's just bitter. You know, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin is a bitter racer because I ran him out of the state of Florida. Okay, he hasn't really? run here. We, we raced together uh, in January at Speed World. I beat him so bad, he hasn't crossed the state line yet. And I don't expect to see him back for the rest of the year, actually. Wow. Hey, sh- let's remind the folks about voting for um, the driver of the month next month. Fans don't vote. Well, fans don't whoever vote. gets on the message board or emails me, Fan let's have they some nominate. ideas. People can, they nominate, can nominate. They can give us some suggestions of drivers to take a look at. But um, the fans technically don't vote, but they can give us some names of drivers to look at and check their records. Um, That's what I was trying to say before I was rudely interrupted. But we do (laughs) want to hear, you know, from the from from track owners and and riders, um, the people that are. I would have got to that point. I just didn't get there yet because Jack was rude again. Absolutely, fans (laughs) don't vote. Hey. You guys want to talk to Doug Hebron? Heck yeah. Sure. Hey, Doug. Hey, what's up? I'm sitting here looking at that shirt on 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 Hollinger here, and I'm wondering, is mine in the mail? You know what? I'm going to have to get on my, bro- on my brother about that. You better. Uh, uh, I've got my new Doug Hebron shirt, The Last Ride. It's got I'm a picture of Don Heckman's car on there. Nice. A nice month shirt. ago, I was begging for one. Yes, I know. Send me another email with your address and everything, and I'll make sure my brother. Oh, baby, you got it. Thank you. Um, how you doing? And we're taking votes here. You are not going to have your last race. I have to. Why? Oh uh, well, I mean, uh, made it, it's um, it's that time. Uh, You're young. You know, and I and I promised Don. You know, I said, you know, if we're done, we're done. And uh, and and really. Um, I feel in my heart that it's fine. I I, I just don't I I, I don't want to I don't want to do anything more than than I have to. I'm not doing it for a living anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, and 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 my health isn't all the best with my back and everything. So, you know, if I was to go out there and just race every Saturday night or five or six or even ten times a year, I mean, I take a chance of of hurting me for the rest of 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 my my life. And I'd rather never see you again than see you get hurt. Could you get involved in racing in some other capacity? Oh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to just abandon racing at all. You know, and everything. I mean, I'm going to. I'll still be involved somewhere or another, and and still go to races and 
you know, we're still going up to Oswego Classic in September. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's it's not like I'm just going to fall off the face of the earth and and nobody will ever see Doug Hebron again. I don't want that. You know, I mean, I've made too many friends and, and had too good of a time. And uh, and since I've announced this, I'll tell you, it, it's been kind of crazy. You know, we did that old-timers thing there in, um, in New Smyrna with you. And that was a riot, and it's just a lot of things have been happening. I've had a lot of fun, really, leading up to this. Yeah, Benner wants to know, we can expect to see you for the next old-timers reunion, right? I'll go to all of them. All right. <laughs> you can come Good. for all of them. I like them ones. Dude. Jerry, you're listening in. You heard that. <laughs> that, was a van- that was a great time. It was a great turnout. Um, it was a lot of fun. Really had a good time. Sherry and I, we, we're, we're, we're glad we did that. Yeah, me too. Really nice. Well, it looks like you have selected a a great race to go out on, the Little 500. Yeah, um, and it just, you know, and it just happened to turn out that way. It was nothing planned. Uh, I didn't know come Labor Day last year that um, that I was going to announce, you know, a couple weeks afterwards that, that I was going to retire and everything. And, uh, and it, it just so worked out that, Don and I, Don Heckman and I had talked, and we were going to run the little five, and um, and as it works out, um, it's a great race to end on. I, I called the Speedway and told them, and, you know, it's, it's a great place. Uh, it'd be nice. I've never won there. We're going there with a piece that can win, um, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. It's the 60th year there. Don Heckman just turned 60. Uh, you know, maybe it's our lucky year. I say, now, wouldn't that be a nice way to finish your career by winning the Little 500? Oh, jeez. Ah, it would be a storybook ending. It know. sure would. I yeah. mean, it's it's a race that I've never finished. We've always had mechanical problems, and uh, last year we got an accident. But um, it's a you know you got to have a lot of luck, and 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 we're we're going there beefed up, ready. Um, Don's just been working away on it and making the car bulletproof. Um, I mean, we're going there. It's our last race, and we want to go there and, and and let everybody know that, you know, we're going out in style. Yeah, Don says that the infield at the Little 500 is the most dangerous place in motorsports because you've got 33 oh, yeah. sprint car teams fueling, getting pushed off. They're there with the big fuel jugs, and it's all in the infield of a quarter-mile track. I'm glad I'm in the car. <laughs> <laughs> when I was out last year, I had to stand in the infield, and I... I stood up on a mound over in turns three and four, and I was watching all these cars going in and out of there. I'm going, man, this is crazy. I'm strapped in them things instead of out there trying to work on them, you know. Uh, but it's a, it's a phenomenal race. It's a great time. The whole week is a good time. Uh, we do dirt races at night and watch, and uh, it's just a, a great week of racing and uh, a great a great event to to go to. I mean, that's got a lot of a lot of prestige to it. How'd you get hooked up with Don Heckman? How did I get hooked up with Don Heckman? It's a funny story. Do you drink? No, I don't. That's even funnier yet, isn't it? I love Don Heckman. No, yeah. you know, I, I was driving when uh, when I when I moved down here. Um, Norm Huntley uh, called me, who I had driven with in the Little Five Hundred before, and I just started racing with him. And you know, I always told Don, "I want to drive your car. I want to drive your car." And that's when Wayne Wayne Rudiman was driving it. And, uh, you know, one day he's on his way to Orlando to race, and he calls me up and he says, Hey, Hevron, you want to come sit in my race car? 
which means to me when he says that, that you want to come drive it. And I about, you know, I, I, I about peed myself there. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, I'll be there. He goes, well, you can come sit in it, but Wayne's going to race it. I said, you dirty dog. <laughs> I mean, that was like a big, huge letdown. You know? Oh, man. But, uh, we were friends, and uh, and when, when um, he wanted a different driver or when Wayne went and did his own deal, then, then I got the chance to drive for Don and, and what a combination we made! Uh, I mean, we in the few years that we ran together, we won we won a lot of races and, and had a, a great time doing it, you know. And that's what it was all about. Yeah, I understand. Uh, Don's hanging it up as a as a race car owner at the Little Five Hundred, also. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I, I called him um, when I had made my decision on what I was going to do, and I told him, I said, Don, I'm like, I'm going to call it quits after. You know, I'm not going to race supers anymore. And then after the little 500 with you, I'm calling it quits. And uh, he said, "Well, okay, that's cool." And then that it was on my I was actually that was about 6:30 in the morning. I called him, and then that afternoon he called me. He says, "Are you really done? I mean, like you're not going to run no more supers <laughs> or no nothing?" I said, "That's it, man." I said, "You know, we're done. That's it. You're you're the last deal." And uh, he says, well, I'm going to talk it over with Beverly, and, and um, you know, if it works out, he goes, I think I might I might retire with you. You know, he goes, he, he feels the same way. He he wants to be able to retire from racing. He's been doing it since he was 14, you know, and be able to close the doors on his terms, and I want to be able to get out of a race car and do things on my own terms. So mm-hmm. it works out well, and um, uh, I'm sure he'll be missed as a car owner, but he's you know, he's still a major factor there in the, the TVARA. He's still an official there, and he does his, uh, he's got a shock dyno where he, where he does all that. And yeah, he sells them. The shock yeah, dyno business. and well with that. Of course, he's a sprint car mechanic. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just a great guy. They're a great family, and, I mean, racing's his life, and, his, and he's just going to stay involved just in a different way, and, uh, you know, it's just getting so darn expensive. Mm-hmm. That, and, you know, poor, especially with Don, you know, I mean, I think his closest track is like 170 miles. And uh, being from down in Miami, and that just takes a toll on you when you got to drive up and, you know, you put tires on if you're going to win and the fuel and the car and the, tr- and the, and the truck. And then you got to pay a driver. I mean, you know, you can't make a, I can't, unless you got a real good sponsor, it's really, really hard. Yeah, I tell you, a funny thing about Don Heckman. I was a little kid sitting in the stands, and he's the first guy I ever saw flip over the wall. At Florida City Speedway, he was at a TQ midget. He rolled halfway down the straightaway, over the fence, and on top of a truck in the pits. He's pretty proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was a kid. He scared the daylights out of me. I couldn't look at those midgets for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, we've all had some spectacular moments in auto racing. <laughs> so what was your biggest hit? Oh, I've had a couple of big hits. Uh, had, had one at Indy. Yeah, my rookie year at Oswego, I I uh, backed into the wall and the left rear came up and hit my helmet and broke my jaw in a couple spots. And, uh, huh. and then I broke my ankle at Indy. And then I broke that same ankle again at Michigan in a bush car. Um, but those... Those are the ones that got hurt at. I think I've had a lot more violent ones, really, if you want to know the truth. But uh, managed to walk away from a whole bunch of them. You know, you're bringing the curtain down on a pretty wide and varied career. I, 
I checked on your stats, Doug. 31 starts in Winston Cup, 65 in the Old Bush Series. You had an IndyCar race at uh, at Atlanta. And, of course, years and years of championships in the Super Modifieds have put you in a pretty elite group. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've, I've got to do a lot. Um, very fortunate. Uh, I've got to race with uh, a lot of the greatest people who have probably ever put on a helmet. Um, you know, who people who have made NASCAR with it what it is today. Um, you know, I, I've raced against the you know the core of them. You know, I mean, when you mention the Allisons and the Petties and and uh, Earnhardt and Mark Martin and Rusty Wallace and Terry Labonte and Bill Elliott, and that that's the that's the era I was in. I was just you know it was it was great. I mean, just. You know, I mean, not a lot of people got to race with those guys, and I was fortunate enough to. And you know, you throw in the Atlanta race at uh, with an IndyCar with Gordon Johncock and Rick Mears and Al Unser's and and all those. I've driven against you know AJ Foyt. Um, I've I've driven against the best of them, and uh, it's just it's been a phenomenal career. I couldn't have asked for anything more. Uh, you can always ask for more, but I mean, I'm not dissatisfied with with what I've done or or anything. I can actually go to the little five hundred and close a chapter in my life on on strapping on a helmet part and uh and move on, you know. I'm in uh, three Hall of Fames. Uh, it's just been a spectacular spectacular thirty nine years of racing. You have to be very grateful. Oh, I'm very I mean I couldn't yep. have done it without my family. Um, and the friends and just everybody, you know, there's been so much support all all through it, especially now, you know, because lately I've actually been having a hard time. I want this little 500 to hurry up and get here because there's so much anticipation, <laughs> but yet I don't want it to get here. Out of all the years, Doug, what is the most spectacular, wonderful memory you have in racing? Well, I'd have to say um, winning the... Uh, 1982 Classic, International Classic at Oswego, because uh, the night before Jim Champagne got killed, oh. he was the master of Super Modifies. He was my idol. He still is my idol. I mean, my cars were painted like him. We bought our first car off him. He taught me everything that I knew. And uh, in the Modified 200 the night before, he was killed. And I probably went out and... Uh, just probably drove the smartest race of my life. Thank God for two-way radios then, because I just wanted to get going from from lap one and just just win it. But my guys, you know, kept me calm down and uh, and went out and won that race. And we only ran out of the 200 laps. We whoever was leading on lap 199 pulls in the back pick gate, and the rest of the field follows you. And then the leader of the race at that point stops shy. We I stopped shy of the start finish line. And actually, Jim Champagne got the uh, got the checkered flag, and uh, and I dedicated that. I mean, he he's he he was the best thing that happened to me for a teacher and everything. So uh, that was probably the best win and the hardest and everything in my whole career. Certainly a wonderful tribute to your friend. I know we're all going to miss you and Don, and um, I hope you'll email me once in a while. Let me know where you guys are going to be around this area. Oh, yeah. You know you know, I email you. I, I know. I don't know corny thing. <laughs> it's okay. I can use a giggle in the morning. <laughs> I know. It doesn't hurt, right? I know. <laughs> well, you know the old, you know the old saying, 
right? It's better to burn out than fade away. So I really hope you take it to them in the little 500 and have a have a hell of a night. Me too. Well, I appreciate it, and I, and I couldn't, you know, and I couldn't do it without without Don and and Rex Engineering with with uh, Rex and, and his and David and Case Contracting and my sponsor of uh, 29 years, Mike Barnard Chevrolet up in New York. Uh, uh, he's actually there's another. We're going to have three people retiring because when I told him that I was retiring, um, he says, "Well." When you're done, I'm done. And he's been a sponsor of mine since geez, I was 18, 19, something like that. So there's going to be three of us going out in the little 500, all in one car, too. Wow. So, uh, and Don's got got a very nice paint job for me. Uh, he was running a yellow car, um, you know, kind of like the yellow that we ran in the Supers with his number, the 22, which was my first number when I was eight years old. And then it's got a ghost number one behind the 22 to represent the super modified days when uh, up at Oswego. So it's it's pretty special. Eddie Curry did a most fantastic job on the car and my helmet. So uh, it's going to be very, very cool. Very, very cool. Well, Doug, it sure has been wonderful having you on the show. And um, we'll be checking in with you every once in a while. And the best of everything in the 500. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, the last time was six months ago. Sherry and I were going on vacation to Vegas. Boy, did we have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sherry's probably going to be glad when this is all over, so she can have a have a good time with her. Yeah, and, and right now she's not having a real good time with me because I'm starting to get a little edgy. So. Uh oh. Yeah, so I think she's ready for for me just to uh, online race. I yeah, guess. go on a nice long vacation. <laughs> That's it. Thanks a million for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure, and I'll keep in touch with you. Thank you. And send me an email with, with those two shirts and your, and your address again, too. I will, hon. Thank you so much. Good night, Doug. Good night, and thank you very much, you guys. Appreciate everything. Bye-bye, Doug. Bye. Okay, now, now Carol, what? they seem to what? be talking about me on the They're message talking board about, over there. So, uh, yes. So who is that over there talking about me? I don't know. Somebody wants to be Somebody's talking us. about you? Yeah. Okay, this is really fun. Um, let's see, what's this? Uh, D- DNSNO has asked me to marry him. And if you won't, well, why? Why don't you take both of us and, and then, see how good um, you are? And then the Rex, next one, you see what this is degenerated into? And the next one down, was it Rasputin? Is Rasputin, yes. Yeah, CC sounds hot. hot. Now we can only get a hold of some pictures. We are certainly so, going to no, a wait. No, 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 wait, wait. If they want to see pictures of me, they can go to my MySpace page. Stop. Yes. Don't it, say it. Don't say it. Rasputin is off his medication, and he's an excellent Photoshopper, so you don't you don't want to direct him to where pictures of you can be found. Scary. Scary and stuff. And Oval Racer's still after you over there, Bone Man. Hey, guys, i got to tell you, you know, it's uh, Citrus County Speedway is continues to, like, lead the state in car count week after week after week. Um, this past week, they had... Uh, I forget, 22, 24 cars, something like Was it 24 cars at the Central Florida Wings? I believe they had 22. 22 or 24, something like that. Anyway, uh, they just had, every week, Citrus County just, they kick butt with uh, their car count. And uh, Dude Teat went over. He said we were going to have a dude on because um, uh, we frequently have uh, drivers from the uh, TBARA Sprint. Uh, cars on our show, and a dude was scheduled for tonight. He went over there, took the money. 
running a wingless car. Well, you sound like yeah. you're, 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 um, didn't expect something like that. Well, the thing is, is that, uh, the, you know, quite frankly, the Central Florida wingless sprints don't normally, they don't have huge car counts like that, right? Yeah, and I he mean, had that's to, my understanding. They're doing really good with this. He had to beat Dave Steele. He had to beat uh, yeah. Troy DeCare, some this of the TBRA standouts. Yeah, this was, uh, there was a lot of uh, top-notch TBRA drivers there. We're going to talk to Dude after we come back from break. How about that? Cool. You sure? Yes. You don't mind? No, not at all. Bring it on. Uh-oh, here she goes. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, uh, like I hate to say it, but I've been around forever, and I'm getting a different view on things than I had when I was wide open racing. But if all the racers would just understand that these racetracks, in order for us to keep them, they need your support. They need you when you uh, the weeks that you're not racing. They need you to go watch the races. And I, I, I just see so many of the racers giving the racetracks a hard time instead of giving them the support that the racetracks need. And you just got to understand, without our support, uh, we're cutting our nose off to spite our face. We, we, you know, we go and try to fight against the racetrack, and, we're, and in essence, you're fighting against yourself. Because once that racetrack's gone, you've only hurt yourself. So uh, I've got a lot of racetracks where I'm not nuts about the promoter, and I'm not nuts about who owns it, but I would still like to support it. Uh, and it's just you just get so it's, I, I just see the the support dwindling away. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. Yeah, can you? Oh, there we go. Now how, we have microphones far, working. How, Thank are we you. really back? Now we're really back. Late model challenge series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing yeah. history. No, United there's somebody talking. There's somebody talking. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, let's shut them up. Shut them up. Okay. No, we're back. Yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Carol has a very quick announcement. Paula Conrad, I'm sorry we haven't been able to get in touch with you. Can you us. call us at nine four one two two eight eight three five nine. Nine four one two two eight eight three five nine. That's is for Conrad. So as Thank we were you. saying before, we, just before we went to break, we were talking yeah. about the TBRA. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say this. This is interesting. There's, I'm getting marriage proposals, and they're shutting me down and not letting me uh, give out the info where you can see my pictures. So <laughs> I guess you're. Just oh, why? Have to why use he your doesn't imag- want you to give out the pictures? No, he I think doesn't? I think Boneman wants to like just keep my image all to himself. So. But don't you have a website on your station website too? There's a station website, and I have a MySpace page. Screw yeah. that. Let's talk sprint car racing. Yeah. Welcome especially, to, to Especially real. TBARA. I love the TBARA. And do we have Dude on the phone? 
The dude is on the phone. The dude is on Inside Florida Racing. Welcome. Well, glad to be here. Glad to be here. How are y'all doing? We're doing real well. Hey, congratulations on the big win. Thank you very much. Yep, it uh, it felt real good. We uh, we definitely needed that. So th- now this was with the Central Florida Wingless Sprints. Yes, ma'am, the, the non-wing cars. Uh, we went down there and won the heat and the feature this weekend. Started uh, started deep in the field and, yep, come on to the front. I think I was leading by lap 13 or something. Wow, so you were battling out Dave Steele, battling against the likes of him, right? He was there? Yes, ma'am. Uh, Dave Steele, Troy DeCare, uh, some of the bigger names, you know, like kind of like myself there. And I started behind both of them in the feature. Started, I think we started 15th. So, uh, yeah, it, it felt real good to uh, to pass them all and, and to win the race that night. So you started 15th out of how many? Uh, I think we ended up having 22 cars that night. Wow, what a great night to start 15th and to work all the way to the front and hold it and win. That's great. Well, because he is one of the bigger guys. You're cutting yourself short there, dude. Ah, well, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, one, of, we're one of the big ones. One of the big That's ones. right. It's Carol Wicks. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. We finally made it, huh? Right. Yep. It took a long time, but we're here. I know. Well, it's good to hear from you, and um, congratulations on the win. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, like I said, it did. Uh, it felt good. My my crew was all there, and my pop got my got my car handling real real good, and it was uh, it was a wonderful night. Good. So so, what's the difference between Citrus and Orlando? Because the at Orlando, the wingless cars have a hard time passing, and here you start very deep in the field and win the race. Yes, sir. Well, you know, actually, Inverness is a little smaller track. Uh, we had we had our car hooked up where I was, I could get in high in the corners and and really dime in the corners off and come off pretty low, and that's where I was doing my passing was coming off the corners underneath people. And you know, like I said, my dad he he had my car on a rail, and it was it was going. It was it was one of the better nights for us. Now that group run they run a 360 like the TBRA, right? Yes, sir. Same just, car and everything. Uh, just just run the without the wing, which makes the cars you know without the wing makes the car a little harder to drive. You got to finesse it a little more. Uh, throttle control plays a whole big part with that. So, is your car owned by uh, Max Steele? Uh, no, sir. My dad owns my car. Oh, okay. I saw that zero, and I thought it might have been Dave Steele's dad back in the. Now, I used to, I did used to run with uh, run for Max Steele, but uh, I race for my dad now. And uh, you guys have a race coming up uh, May twenty third at Orlando with a, with the wingless group, right? Uh, yes, sir. They're, that's their next one or whatever, and we'll uh, we're going to see if we can make it. See what see what happens between now and then. We have also have a race May the tenth at Bradenton uh, for the TBRA, so we're going to go down there and see what we can do first. So, dude, what's coming up with your with the TBARA? Are you going to be coming back through Desoto and um, coming down? So, I'm down in Charlotte County. I'd love to come up and watch you race. Do you know you're going to be back up in Desoto? Yeah, we'll be there May the tenth. Oh, May tenth. May the tenth, and be also there. May. I have to be in Auburndale. May thirty first. May thirty first. We're all going. We're there we May thirty first. Yeah, we already told Dave Schatzberger and them guys that we yes. definitely would all be there on May thirty first at John's Palace. Awesome! Cool. I will come and see you on May thirty first. Good deal. Looking forward to it. Okay. So you gonna win the championship this year? 
Uh, we're going to give her a heck of a shot. Uh, we're Some... running. I think we're running sixth or seventh in the points right now. We had we yeah. had a little bit of problems at the beginning of the season during speed week with her motors, uh, but we got all that figured out now. So hopefully, uh, hopefully this weekend's uh, a sign of some good times to come. Well, it looks like looks like the championship goes through Troy to care, huh? Yeah, he's he's doing he's hot right now. You know, uh, he's he's going good. Him and uh, him and George Rudolph, or whatever. They're making uh, they're making a good team, and he's uh, he's going. They got their stuff together. Now, do you have a do you have a preference I mean, with running it with the winged or wingless? I mean, is there one that you prefer, or one that's that's more of a challenge for you? Actually, you know, with, without the wing, it's it, it's better for me because we're we're kind of we do it all ourselves. We've got a few we've got a few sponsors, um, but it's it's. Our, our motor program, we build our own motors. My dad builds our mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, we're, we're a lower-budget team, and it, without the wing, it, it makes us have a little better chance than with the wing because the, the horsepower and the motors, them high-dollar motors, uh, they sure do help out uh, quite a bit. Now, does it – when you go wingless compared to, to when you're driving with the wing on, does that change maybe what tracks you prefer and what track is more challenging well, I mean, to you? It, it, any of the tracks, any of the tracks is fine, you know. And with the wing, even with the wing, the smaller tracks, you know, we it's, it's the, the lower budget guys have have a little better chance. Uh, but when you get like New Smyrna and, and Bradenton or whatever, the bigger tracks, you know, the the, the motors they, they make a big difference. But you still got to have your car handling. You got to be able to go through the corner no matter how fast you go down the straight. Mm-hmm. Well, I am looking forward to uh, coming up to DeSoto and uh, and watching the TBARA race on May 31st. I think we're going to bring the whole uh, Inside Florida Racing, Real Racing USA crew up with us, and uh, we'll be back in the pits. And so we'll come around and take pictures and interview and say hi to everybody. Hey, good deal. Good deal. I also like to say uh, thanks to J&T Small Site Specialists because they're uh, they're a little sponsor for us, and uh, we appreciate it very much. All right. Well, you know, my man, do you have anything else? How, you, how you long have say? you How long have you run in the in the TBRA? Uh, we've run the TBRA for I believe thirteen years. Yep, a long yep. time. We've uh, we've won that championship three times. I won it. We won it in ninety nine. Uh, won it in two thousand three and two thousand and four back to back. Has the uh, in over that time period? I mean, in racing, that's a long time. So, in, in that time period, how have the cars changed? Oh, quite a bit, quite a bit. You know, the, the competition now in the last, you know, in the last five to eight years is just it's phenomenal. You know, it's, the TV, there's, there's so many good cars out there, and, it, and it's so hard to win, especially with, the end, you know, how they how we do the invert and everything. Uh, you know, normally if you're doing good and you're up, up good in the points, you're usually starting back ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th in a feature, and, you know, it, it, it's, hard to, it's, hard to, it's hard to get to the front. Do you guys have a weight rule? Uh, no, I don't. No, sir. We no, we sure don't. Do you think it would be a, a good thing to take some of the money out, or do you like running just unlimited like that? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it kind of, sort of. It would, it would possibly be a little better uh, for for the for the lower buck guys. But you know, if if I was if I had the big money or whatever, and you know, I, I it, it it they we did a we did a. A check on on most of the cars here at, in Speed Week, so and most of the cars actually are are pretty well equal as far as weight and all. So it, it's 
you know, it's, it's not a big problem. But does that keep, I'm sorry to sound ignorant here, but I, does that keep you guys from recycling chassis year in and year out, or do you have to continually update to the newest stuff? Well, I mean, if you can, you do. It's a good thing, but my chassis is, my chassis is probably, it's old. It's, it's like the fourth one, Jerry Stuckey, which we run a hurricane chassis, and uh, he built a great car. Uh, but our, our car is probably, I would say, Hmm. 15 years old, 12 years old, or whatever, something like that. It was like the fourth one that he built when he started building them. So, uh, you know, it's just, and we've got all up, all our other stuff is updated. Um, but, you know, we do what we can. So, so are the cars particularly faster now than they were, say, 10 years ago? Oh, yes, sir. So, what, what, what I was getting at is, like, what has changed with the cars? Is the tires better? What what has changed with the cars that are making them go faster these days than, than say ten years ago? I was looking for like what changed. Um, you know, it just everybody. You know, not a whole lot changed, but every, everything has got better. You know, probably the tires are better, um, and just everybody everybody out there has got better. And it's just we've got we've got a bunch of good cars. Yeah. So. I think the science has has evolved more because in the old days. You know, you get an old-timer who knows what he's doing, and he could set up a car, you know, with a yardstick and a hammer, and now everybody's on the scales and using the it's micrometers. The scales and, and, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, it's definitely like that, too. Everybody's got more knowledge, you know. It, it seems it seems like. Yeah, racing's a black art, and then you mix in uh, mix in the variables of the wing and, and how quickly you guys uh, burn up tires. I don't know how you can uh, keep a car going for 50 laps. Yes, it's, uh, sometimes it's hard. <laughs> Well, heck, 50 laps, let alone when, you you know, they do the 400s um, that I went and I saw that up at DeSoto last year when they when they did the uh, the Florida have 400. You, I mean, that's that's a that's a long time. Have you done those, dude? Uh, I hadn't done the Florida 400. Actually, we did do it two years ago. I raced uh, a car for Lenny Puglio. Um, we went out and done like 125 laps. But I have I have raced the little 500. Uh, a few times we we finished sixth is the highest we finished in that mm-hmm. at 500 laps around a quarter mile track. Did it wear you out? Uh, the very first time I I went out there I was at, I made the whole race and we was we was wore out uh, and I prepared a little more for the next for the next few and yeah I was good to go for the next few. Now I was I, one thing I've always thought with those with those long races like that you really need to physically condition yourself. Yes, definitely, definitely jogging and weightlifting. Yeah, you know, and it even helps. Even it even helps with the with the races. You know, our local races, the braiding and stuff, but not quite as much as the as the bigger the four hundred laps, mm-hmm. five hundred laps. Well, it, I'm so um, pleased, and everybody here is pleased that you were able to join us tonight. And uh, congratulations once again at your big win at Citrus. And uh, we all look forward to uh, going up and see you on May 31st. Carol, are you going to be able to come along with us? Most likely. I'm going to try. All right. Yeah. And uh, we'll come back. We'll come in the pits. We'll make sure we find you. Great, great. Looking forward to it. And yep, thanks very much for having me on. Thank okay. you for being on. It's Thank been our pleasure. Thank you so much. All righty. See you, good. dude. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Yeah, and the TBRA will be there at DeSoto Speedway, Super Speedway, on, on May 10th and, and also the 31st. the 31st. And we all said we'd go down yep. there and uh, hang out at uh, at uh, John's Palace. And uh, John's going to have 
from what I understand, he's building a special booth just for us, a special tower just for, Aww, for real so racing. Sweet. Isn't that sweet that he's doing that? He yeah. is so nice. Yeah, I'm so full of bull. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't we have that coming? Come on, after, John. No, come on. Don't we have that coming to us, Jack, after last week and I, all the political talk we oh, let him I'm go? Oh, I'm telling you. Did we get political? Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard the last whole thing. Last week it was, it was inside was Florida it? politics. You're lucky. You're lucky I wasn't here last week because we could have kept that show going till morning. And by morning, you would have cut your ponytail and you would be thinking and voting just like me. No doubt. Consider yourself one. So uh, let's see here now. Now, Carol, I you showed me something earlier. Somebody flashed up, put put up on the forum there a a new picture, a picture up there for for me to look at. Yeah, I I think um, he's begging. Somebody's begging. I think it was a begging. I love it when guys beg. It is just so nice. Oh my god! And they love women that get excited by it. Oh, look at that! Oh, look at the kitty! Please, from Rasputin. Okay, so do now. Are we ready? Do we do we have Patrick on the line with us? I'm here. Hey, Patrick. Hey. Welcome to Inside Florida <laughs> Racing. How y'all doing? We're doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm excellent. So um, I hear that you're a you're a super late model driver, correct? Yes, ma'am. And so you're balancing racing and going to college. Is that true? Um, yeah, actually, yes, ma'am. I'm racing, uh, working, and I'm going to school. Well then, you you know you deserve kudos because uh, that's a lot to be balancing. Because um, college, you know, s- school alone is a is a, uh, a full time job, and then to put racing and working on top of that, that's uh, you must be very disciplined. Uh, I, well, I I enjoy the racing part, so it it doesn't take much for that. He's got a good mom that supports him all the way. You know, how you doing, important. Conrad? It's Carol. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. I miss you guys. Yeah, when are you coming back out? Um, when gas goes down to a halfway decent price. <laughs> right on. I won't see you anytime soon then, huh? You guys, you drive so, you're so far away. Why don't you come down here to Charlotte County Speedway? The same Motorsports thing. Park. Sorry about that. Well, all of our, uh, all of our races are run right around here now. I know. That's right what everybody's doing. And then the Sun Belt Series, and I, I, they only run... Orlando and uh, New Smyrna and Lake City this year. So, did you see how good our boy Ricky did this week? Uh, where, did he end up eighth, sixth, I think. Sixth. Yep. I've seen that. Now, Patrick, how long have you been lace- racing in the super late model? Hmm. Um, in the super late model? Yeah. Uh, about three or four years. Okay, and what did you? What were you racing in before that? Um, I actually started. I started racing when I was seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm twenty now. I raced uh, quarter midgets for a while, and I ran bandoleros, legends cars, and then I've driven a few other things here and there. And what's your fa- what? What has been your favorite so far? Probably the funnest to drive was probably the legends car. You know, that's really interesting that you said that, Patrick, because we get that response from a lot of guys that have raced in the legends that they say that is you know one of their all-time favorites what is it about the legends for you that makes it that way uh just being the the small race cars i mean they're they're you know the horsepower to weight ratio on the race on those cars is 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 awesome they run a a treaded tire radial tire you they race them in the rain they race them (laughs) 
you know, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you go to Charlotte to race, and you're you're going to race whether it's raining or not. So. Yeah, and you guys had an excellent group when you were racing those at Orlando on Saturday nights with uh, you know Corey Abbott and Brandon Thompson. I used to watch a lot of those races, and they were they were excellent. You really had a good group to run with. Oh yes, sir, and it's like that. That's what's good about that division. I mean, everywhere you go, you're going to have a full field. I mean, if, whether you're racing here in Florida or Georgia or anywhere else, you're going to you know you'll have anywhere from twenty to thirty something cars show up. So it's always going to be a good race. Wasn't it you that told me you were a friend of Josh Williams? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, well, he won this week at Charlotte. Did he? Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. My, my actually, my dad helped him. Uh, he did a lot of work on their on their Legends cars for him. Yeah. <coughs> so that. We got some big guys racing those Legends. <laughs> One of them, Conrad, used to be in another class years ago, and when he came back, he came back in the Legend, and he said he feels like he's going to swallow his knees. <laughs> uh, they're they're tight. They're very tight, <laughs> but. Uh, they're, they're by far one of the funnest things I've driven yet. They're a blast. Well, I'll tell you what, you're one heck of a super late model driver, too. Uh, well, I appreciate it. I, we're getting there. It's getting better. I think you're a good, clean driver, and you're you're a person to look up to. Well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. So where you, so where are you going with this, uh, Patrick? Are you looking to move up to uh, some more advanced series? I'd love to. Um ARCA or NASCAR or something? Pay for it, and then I'll race whatever. <laughs> anything anybody else is willing to pay for, I'll drive it. it doesn't <laughs> so you're a hired gun, then. You'll climb in anything. Anything. Have I'll you had the chance to run some other stuff? What it is. Yeah. Who owns your uh, Who owns your team now? Uh, my parents do, actually. Oh. I got, no, I'm very lucky. I got some good parents. So. You're not kidding. So do you uh, Do you work on your stuff? Uh, yes, sir. Me and my dad do. That's, that's it. Old school, old-fashioned way. Well, my dad does most of it, but it's a lot different. You know, there's a lot of young drivers who, uh, a lot of your peers, I, I get the idea, they wouldn't know how to change a spark plug. So it's kind of cool to see somebody young and successful who's working on their own stuff. Oh yes, sir. Well, I, I let I work on it when my uh, when my dad'll let me. He, he's kind of <laughs> he's particular about that stuff. He doesn't like people touching his stuff. Yeah. So, so how do you look for a ride in ARCA or NASCAR? Do you have, like, an agent, or do you have anybody knocking on doors on your behalf? Um, no, I don't have an agent, actually. Um, but I mean, I don't know anything about racing at that level. It was just, do, do guys use an, an agent to, uh, to open some doors with sponsors or teams? Or? Uh, well, not so much the teams. It's the sponsors is what, what it is. I've, I've actually had have talked to a few people, and I've been contacted by a few people, but um, the main thing... At this time in racing, what they want to want to hear is that you have a you have money behind you. Somebody's gonna mm-hmm. you already have a sponsor, that's right? And that's what they that's what they want right now. And what sponsors do you have now? Um, right now we're uh, we got um, Amsoil was a Chris Anthony. They just got on this season and they've helped out a bunch. Um, we've got a few. They're all small sponsors, and they, but they all. I mean, they're. That's what's keeping us racing right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Harper's Loader Service and Mike's Drywall and then Grade Development. They just got on this this year too. And so I'm I'm curious. What are you studying in school? What what are you, what's going to be your major? I'm getting my AA, but mm-hmm. it's it's directed towards uh, construction. A degree in construction management. That's well, awesome. that's good. That's very good. You know, you sound like a very level-headed. A uh, young man, um, 
you know, you obviously have been um, raised up well. And, um, you know, I know that, you know, we love to think about progressing on to, to, to ARCA and NASCAR, but how, how long do you think you would be happy just sitting in that, that super late model? Uh, well, I mean, anybody would like to go and move on and make money doing that, but if I'm making a good living doing what I'm doing and I can still just get raised, I'll be happy. Well, that's good. I think that's a, a real wonderful attitude to have. And, um, you know, and sometimes, unfor- unfortunately, sometimes, you know, Carol, you, you know, we've talked about this before, and we, about sometimes some of the younger drivers um, don't have, you know, that good attitude and look out right. the, the, the view for down the road. But so um, so kudos to you for ba- for balancing that all. I think that uh, you should be recommend, you know, uh, Recommended for that, and um, well, I hear that the fun leaves the sport a lot of times as you as you reach the top. Okay, you're making a lot of money, you're famous, but uh, it's strictly a career for a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if you can race and have a good time doing it, then man, that, that's what it's all about. Uh, Where's your next big race, hon? Um, we actually got a uh, Sunbelt race this Saturday at New Smyrna, 125 lapper. Is that the uh, Billy Harvey Memorial? That's it. Excellent. What's the number of your car? The number two. Okay, you guys, look out for that number two car driven by. Oh, we we lost our Patrick, uh, are you still connection there? here. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, he's still there. Okay, you're just cutting out on us. We're okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Billy Harvey was a very well-known racer. Uh, I believe we just lost him in, within the last year, and uh, I know he he turned a lot of laps at New Smyrna at the South Florida track. So uh, this Saturday is the Billy Harvey Memorial, and hopefully it'll be a a good crowd of cars and a lot of folks out there to watch it at New Smyrna. I know they had 19 cars for the 50-lapper last week. That's pretty encouraging. Yeah, right. yes, sir. We had a great field there, and there was a lot of good race. I mean, there was five or six different guys who could have won that race, and it was a good race. Yeah, and for all the critics who say that asphalt races are always won from the pole, and I'll give you too many of them are, but this race was won from uh, Tim Russell started to wear seventh, right? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, and he had to pass some of the best in the business to do it, so I bet it was a bet it was a blast. It, it's always fun racing out there. I, I like, uh, since they repaved that track, it's um, it's awesome. It's a nice track. That has got yeah. to be a white-knuckle ride in a super late model, okay? Because I, I run there in a mini-stock, and I'm telling you, if, if you drove a mini-stock, you'd take a nap, I think, every straightaway. And to me, man, it commands my full attention. I can't imagine what it would be like in a late model. Well, I, I wouldn't know any different now. I mean, this is what I've done since I've, you know, since I was seven, so... Hopping in different race cars and different tracks, and I've kind of got a, you know, now I, I can adapt to different stuff now. So it's, so I, I hop in and out of everybody else's race cars the last few years, at different tracks, drive just anything I get my hands on. <laughs> well, Patrick, we got we're running a little bit over here tonight, and it sure has been great talking to you again. And say hi to your mom, and good luck your next race. All right. Well, thank you all. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye, Patrick. Well, another edition of Inside Florida Racing. and uh, We're not quite done yet, though. i got to tell you, um, tonight, uh, uh, also on Monday nights, is a show on the other coast called Trackside Tonight. And um, uh, they've been on the air for over 12 years out of Daytona. And uh, tonight, like what we do on Real Racing USA is uh, 
we uh, help them with some streaming uh, outside of uh, what they normally do with their station, and we also archive all their shows. And um, their shows are Trackside Tonight is available on Real Racing USA every Monday night after uh, about 10 o'clock at night. It's it's up and running, and you can listen to it any time. Tonight they uh, had a very lively discussion about uh, uh, Billy and uh, Joe Lineberry, or uh, Billy the Kid and Joe Lineberry had a, a very, very uh, good discussion about the uh, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series and the National Late Model Challenge Series, which may be, as things do in this game, run up against each other sometimes. And uh, you can catch that tonight. Also, following this show, you've all heard the stories, and everybody wants to say it was all about the moonshiners, and that's how it all got started. Right, Rex? That's, yeah, absolutely. That's the whole story. Well, if you want to stay and listen uh, after this uh, show, after we're off the air, we had Ed Garato on last Monday night. and he just wrote a book about his father, Ed Otto, and uh, the book is titled uh, NASCAR Silent NASCAR Silent Partner. And uh, if you listen to this interview, and uh, you'll get a lot of insight about the real story of NASCAR. And uh, as a lot of things, it's not necessarily the PR. The real story of NASCAR is not necessarily the PR that comes out of Daytona these days. There's a whole other story about this, and. Uh, it really didn't have anything to do with moonshining at all. And Bill France uh, didn't do it all by himself, believe it or not. And uh, it's pretty fascinating. I believe it. Can I have one minute to yes, say hi to, uh, to, to Bonehead? You know, about five or six months ago, I was coming on as a call-in guest, and Bonehead said, Oh, we're going to talk to that other bone guy. Well, I tell you, tonight, Rob, I'm sitting here in the eighth floor of the Karnak Tower in your chair... <laughs> Who's the other bone guy now? <laughs> that was good. There is one yeah. difference between Rob and I. See, my race car actually makes it out of the shop and to the track every now and then. <laughs> I don't have an alleged race car. I got a real one. <laughs> oh, my oh goodness. gosh. Well, good night, thank everybody, you, and thank you. For, uh for joining us. And, uh, Bone Man, thank you so much for coming in and helping out with the show tonight. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you very much. Absolutely and, uh, my pleasure. I really to, enjoyed it. To the guys on the forum and all the nice things you've been saying about me this evening, thank you guys. They don't mean it. Oh, some might. Oh, they'll turn against you in a heartbeat. No, man. they won't. i got good friends on there. Kevin, Michael C., Todd McCurry, oh, those John guys. Tenney, oh, those are good guys. Brass and Roger, the Ditch Dinger, and, and uh, the famous Rasputin. <laughs> See you guys. you on next Monday. You better gang up against me because it takes all of you. To do the safety boogie I'm gonna jump until I fall I've got to do the safety boogie I'm gonna jump until